So my podcast today is with Laura Hartman. She's a friend of mine since we were little tiny kids in Frankfurt Square, and uh, her and her husband are my go-to for like uh, deep dive on specific political um, controversies that are going on. So like if I don't pay attention to what's happening in the Mueller investigation, I can look at it and say, well, what do you know? And I trust what they had to say that they really looked into it. Um, if uh, we're researching candidates, same thing. I can look at it and be like, you know, what do you know? And trust that what they're saying is get, you know based in reality. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, Bill. I wanted to talk about uh, stuff like arguing on Facebook. Obviously, we'll hit on Trump and, and stuff like that and uh, what your thoughts are on where you know the 2020 election is going to go with him and then some of the things that have gone on around him lately because he's the President of the United States. I you know, we chatted before we started. I don't want this to be, you know, we're coming from the same sort of direction as we're not Trump fans. But we both are not fans of either party. And we're both, if someone had to sit us down and press us on what we thought of Obama, it wouldn't be great. And it wouldn't, you know, be all shiny and, and super nice if it was to talk about Hillary either. Like, that would not be yeah. right. So, I mean, you know, it, it, the everything's so polarizing. The minute that you say something negative about Trump, oh, you're, you're a total lefty, you're a tree-hugging, wackadoo, whatever like that. But if you had the start of the conversation and the first thing you said was something negative about Obama, well, okay, you're a conservative. That right. You can be... It's not mutually exclusive that you can dislike both of them and not be, you know, categorized in, in one side or the other. So, you know, that's pretty much the, the topic conversation. Um, as most people that know me, I do quite a bit of arguing on Facebook. And I'd like it to be more like of a debate about issues because when I get together with my right-wing friends, we can talk about small issue things and totally agree on them, but then the tribalism just, and Facebook's too hard because you can't just have like a talk, you can't you can't say one sarcastic thing because there's no sarcastic font. Right. So, you know, um, what are your thoughts? I know you and your husband, I haven't seen you guys argue on Facebook at all, so. No, we essentially gave up on trying to persuade voices of reason on Facebook when we realized that facts themselves had been taken out of the dialogue. Right. I think it's simpler if there's an agreed upon set of facts right. or some trusted sources. So if two people on an opposing side of a dialogue sit down at a table like we have done and we disagree on topics, yep. there will be facts that can settle the debate. So you will go look for sourcing, you will go find sites that you trust. Yep. And if three of those sites confirm one side or the other of that debate, right. the debate is considered concluded. Right. It's right. not personal. Right. The facts right. have dictated it, much like science and climate. Right. The facts are the facts. Right. It's right. not right. about a So essentially, like we had talked about before, what I do is I'll use the three major sites. I'll use PolitiFact, factcheck.org, and Snopes, Snoops, whatever it's called, and if all three concur that this is a fact, then it's a fact. Because there are three independent 
the, the owners aren't the same people for all, for all three places. And if you ran a fact-checking site, it would not be financially productive no. for you to just make shit up. Yeah. So um, that's how I do it. And, it, you know, if it comes up that way, the problem is, is as soon as it doesn't come up the way that, uh, you know, Rachel Maddow said it was or the way that Sean Hannity said it was, then one side's saying it's not a fact. Well, the tribalism is stopping people from seeing facts. Right. So if you have a set of deeply held beliefs, Mm -hmm. there's something called emotive thinking that will actually stop your brain from processing new information. Yeah, right. They're studying it, and it's not partisan. It happens on the left. It happens on the right. Right. Now, I've seen the the study that was saying that people seek out affirmation, too. So, like, it's almost like a dopamine in the brain where they need that, like, and I mean... You know, you could take a look in the mirror and see if you don't find yourself in a position where you need Sean Hannity. I need I need my fix of that. I'm feeling anxious about something that's going on that I heard about. So I'm going to turn on the guy that I know agrees with me and no matter what will back my side. And I'm going to listen to him for an hour so that I can feel better about my position. To affirm any insecurities to affirm my, or right, whatever right, right. day. Uh, my Hannity actually, confirmation. Though. Hannity is one of the topics that I think ties into where we run into the problem with facts and information. Hannity is listed right now in a felony indictment as client number three, but he is a news source. Right, because he's Cohen's client also. Yes, yes. Um, When a news source starts reporting on their own case, suspicion should be abound. It should not matter whether they're a Democrat, Republican, or an independent. So in itself... That is alarming. Right. That Hannity is under investigation himself and covering his own case. The same can be said with people on the left. You'll have CNN, who profits immensely from the Jerry Springer style debate that they host. Right. Liberals turn in to do the same thing to affirm their feelings. To sure, I sure. had a bad day. I right. want to see somebody on CNN yell at a Trump pundit so that I can feel good and pat myself on the back. Right. At right. the end, nothing was accomplished. Nope. All you did was waste your time. No, and, and I both see people, networks made money. Right. I see people that try and portray themselves as fair and balanced, and they not to use that you know term because that's Fox News is nonsense. You know, the, or O'Reilly or whatever it was the the no spin zone. But um, when someone has to keep telling you that they're not biased, then you know you're you're obviously dealing with someone that's biased. But when you have a situation like uh, you got you know both sides, and people want to come off and they portray themselves as being unbiased. They say things like, "I try to listen to both sides," and I'm like, "You could tune out both of those. You could really tune out the way 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 to one side, and the way 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 to the other side." And just start looking for news sources. Look for journalists that that you'll find. You can find journalists in Forbes, in the Wall Street Journal, even on HuffPost that are actually working. The ones working at HuffPost, some of them are right-wing writers. And they will write something that's, you know, so like you can find someone that's more closer to the middle and try and decipher stuff from that than trying to take the person who's a you know the rush limbo who's a complete lunatic on the right hand side and then i don't know i don't know of any i don't listen to them so i don't know i get progressive radio on my Sirius XM and they're pretty much reporting what they think are facts but they're own they're like uh 
they're not honest because of omission. They'll, they won't mention things that are going wrong on the left. So existing bias. Yes, right, right, right. So they only well, deal Well, bias with, is a real problem. Right, it's a huge problem. And when people get, I think the outrage, and I get some people that, man, there are some guys that I grew up with that I absolutely thought were great guys. I enjoyed hanging out with them. We played football together. We, we did whatever we did together. And I think that they watch so much of the one side that when they see an opposing view, it infuriates them. Like they get, it, it goes against everything that they've been that, that they've been just drinking in and drinking in and drinking in for weeks. And then they're mad. I mean, like seriously angry um, people that I, I just don't get it. I mean, I can have conversations with people that are not close friends and never not become uncivil but people that i you know lived with that are truly pissed off at me and i'm like all right man i can't i'm just trying to talk facts here with you and i'm sorry if the facts don't line up to be what you want them to be but yeah it hurts me that there are relationships that i was very 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 fond of that uh you know, are gone now because yes. of, of that stuff. So, you know, I don't know a way around it. Um, I think that getting back to the common ground and establishing some sets of truth, the problem that we're having, Bill, is that media in itself is being purchased from both sides of the aisle. Sure. The kleptocrats make money off of keeping us divided. Right. So the people in your life want to be validated. I read an excellent study that basically compared it to liking a sports team, the tribalism that's going on in modern-day politics. Sure. So if your sports team had a terrible loss that day, you don't really want to tune in and watch later. You really don't want to watch the recap. Mm -hmm. So when you have opinion shows billed as news, right. they're able to give the recap the people want to hear every day. So you're tuning into a recap that's custom-tailored to you, makes your team, your guy, look you fabulous. Always You've always won. Right. right. So... The only way we could get back to, I think something you and I both share, is a desire to get back to dialogue. I would say that gets me in more arguments. And I have, you know, tell me you won't believe it, but I have, there's a good handful of lifelong Democrats that on social media had me blocked. They wouldn't dare engage me because, you know, they said something that was completely nonsense. And I was like, that's my problem is not really left or right. It's more like when you post stuff that's just bullshit. It's just like that's absolutely it's like the Pizzagate stuff. There are I guarantee you people who are still like I had a guy say to me, were you there? Did you say, and I, I don't need to be there. It's this is fact. And that's the other one. Like, were you there? Stop saying that. You know I wasn't there. That's not a way out of the situation. There's no basement in the pizza place. Exactly. There was no sex ring. It didn't happen. You can keep thinking you did. It did. And I mean, like, you know, the fixation. I don't like Hillary as a politician. I didn't want her as a president. But she's a freaking grandma in a pantsuit. Like, she's not the most dangerous person on the planet. This, like, and then the other thing is, is like, you wanted a tough guy. You think that she's a ninja assassin. Why wouldn't you want her to be president then? Like, right. Doesn't make any sense to me. So, like, I'm doing my best to try and wrap my brain around 
I'm I lean left because of issues that I think are solutions that come from that side. I know that giving tax cuts to corporations like we just did, the 87% of that tax scam that went on was geared towards corporate welfare and, and cutting these people that don't need tax cuts, big, huge breaks, that does not create jobs. It does not. It It, it does nothing to create demand for products and material and that's what creates jobs. So that's where I come from on it as far as a solution standpoint. I can't come from it on a position that I don't agree with. I don't agree that giving wealthy people more money somehow helps the economy. Well, it's already been established. Right. Economic professors have determined that trickle-down policies are not effective. They do not spur the economy. Right. Where they went too far with the tax scam was not taking into account that you should actually give the middle class some of the little tidbits you promised them. So people in the middle class did their taxes and realized that there was not going to be the $4,000 they were promised. Right, right. There, there was not going to be an increase. Now, I, I saw some people that did do better. If you had a pass-through corporation and stuff like that, you did better in your taxes. But for the most part, I did talk to four or five avid Trump supporters that were like, yeah, it didn't work out. Now, that's not going to change their mind. They're not going to change and now vote Democrat because that happened. And I don't think that if I'm a person, and I am a person that wants Donald Trump gone, I don't want him, I want him voted out too. I don't want him impeached and I don't want him removed from office. I want it done by the ballot because I think nothing gets done if you... You and I differ on this immensely. Right. right, right. I believe I, Congress should start impeachment hearings, not right. because of the label, See, not because of the party. I think when you are listed in a felony indictment, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, or independent, the rule of law is something we've established. The Constitution is of the utmost important of, importance of this nation. And Congress, left and right, is derelict of duty when they don't adhere to the Constitution. I agree. Now, let me ask you this. It's a political reason that people don't want to. Right, it is. And that's, uh, mine is that, and then mine is the, I guess, the well-being of the general society, too, because I believe if you remove that guy, you're going to have people who think that all of the things that they've been told about the deep state and all this, uh, you know, um, nonsense that it's, because Trump was laying the groundwork for it's rigged when he thought he was going to lose. Right. Well, we're not going to ever reach the people that are in that 30%, the people that live in a bubble that have cult mentality. Nothing we do is going to reach them. Let me ask you And they are dangerous. The people that are being prompted to violence are dangerous. Right. But eventually he won't be president, whether it happens through the means you're discussing or right. through the means I'm discussing. Right. I just feel that if it happens through the means I'm discussing, then it's a better transition of power and it, it just goes smoother. I think all you do is activate the people on the right if he's removed not by the ballot. I think that But the you, problem is it's ignoring constitutional violations. Right, and I want to It's like find, a toddler that's gotten into trouble and you don't feel like dealing with the tantrum. Right. So you don't want to deal with the acute problem, so you just basically ignore it, hand them a sucker, and put them back in the car. Right. So can, you know, there's a period when in November the election is completed and then the president's a lame duck. He's just president mm-hmm. until January. Can they impeach him in that? Again, Bill, if it was me, I think Congress 
is derelict in duty on both sides of the aisle by not having started impeachment proceedings. And again, this has nothing to do with partisan politics. Now, okay, so someone on the right will be screaming right now, for what? And it's because they're watching the wrong news. Right. Because there's all kinds of people around this guy who are on, like, literally pleading guilty. They they are they are the witches on brooms that the witch hunters. Oh, I understand. So, like, there's plenty to be impeached about, but, like, talk about what what would he be i mean besides the fact that you stood next to putin and you i think russia should be left out of it entirely i don't okay. think people are reachable so i don't think for? Mueller's presented his case yet i don't think there's been a proven conspiracy to start impeachment hearings on okay i think that the impeachment proceedings would be about the emoluments cause the grift the corruption rico charges the fact that the money laundering has been established and these documents have been coming out, the Michael Cohen case. It's dangerous globally to have a sitting president of the United States. We used to be at one point a global leader. To have a sitting president of the United States listed as individual one in a felony indictment is damaging to the nation. The divisiveness that the news sources, the media, no matter where they come from, where we got there, it doesn't change the reality of the situation. We have a president of the United States that is listed as individual one in a felony indictment. Right. Where the left went wrong was when Bill Clinton was under his impeachment, when the impeachment proceedings had begun against him. He exerted, he used executive privilege too often. He shielded, he shielded himself. And many people on the left, myself included, I was young, I was college-aged, Sure. Looked at it tribally, made excuses for that behavior. I, guess, I, didn't, I mean, I, I, I didn't pay attention then. And I mean, I was not, I, I would say I didn't have as firm beliefs, or like, you know, like firm beliefs, but like I didn't lean the way I lean right now. I voted for George W. Bush the first time out. Like I was like construction guy. He sounded like he was talking the, the big game right. and everything else. So I, I was like, yeah, fine. Sounds good. I saw my quarterly tax bill that I was writing and everything else and he was selling tax cuts now the the thing is is I guess when you become almost 50 years old you start saying to yourself well how many tax cuts can you sell me until we're not taxing what anybody anymore because you're going to run out of tax cuts to give away and we're seeing it right now look at the deficit is insane for a time when a guy is on TV and he's constantly saying this is the economic miracle of miracles it's the best thing that ever happened if, if you're a conservative and you're not worried that we're not paying our bills with the best economy that the economy, and it's not, that's not what's going on anyway. No. Right. But if you believe what this bozo is saying, that he, that this is the greatest economy in the history of economies and we're not running a surplus, your hair should be on fire if you're a conservative because that's what you've been bitching about for the last 20 years. It goes back to the tribalism. You and I have both been online with, now I will admit, I have been deeply involved in politics since I was a little girl. Politics was dinner conversation in politics our Politics was, yeah. yeah. In my home, my, my parents were, it was, uh, I mean, my dad, they're, they're all talking politics all the time. And I heard it. I would always be on the other side of the argument with, my dad's liberal, so he's, you know, Democrat, and I would be... I, I was the capitalist pig in the room as far as that goes. I was self-employed. You know, my dad would hear what I made in, in a month and be like, you know, you're a crook. 
But it shows just you saying that, that things can happen in life, facts can happen that can evolve your current thinking. I have voted for Republicans. I will be voting likely for Republicans in the upcoming municipal elections. The letters by names are determining who we vote for. Absolutely. And the tribalism is impacting our ability to have dialogue, tying back into Facebook. Right. You can't have a Facebook debate with somebody without the agreed upon facts. Whether you're a liberal, whether you're a Democrat, whether you're an independent, there has to be some form of dispute settlement. Sure. So what's happening is the people in charge on both sides of the aisle are purchasing print media, cable media, radio media, so that they can sway information because information is power. You were swayed. You changed your beliefs at one point. I I have voted for a Republican. There have been people that have swayed us. Right. I wasn't looking at the D or the R back then at all. I was really just listening to what, you know, (laughs) he was saying. And George W. was saying what I thought I wanted to hear at that time. Al Gore just wasn't doing it for me, so that's the way I voted. And it really was on the things he was saying. I didn't have an allegiance to, and I still don't have an allegiance to a party. I'll tell you what that will blow your hair back. If Donald Trump said, all right, everything's out the window, my only thing that I'm going to run on is I'm going to get publicly funded elections and uh, um, you know some other you know thing that would really – just, just say publicly funded elections. He goes, I'm going to get nothing done except for this one thing. When I'm out of office, the elections are going to cost everyone $8 a year, and there's going to be no legal bribery in this country. And no other candidate was But why that? would you trust his word at this point? He also said he was going to eliminate Citizens United. Right. He said he would in, enforce term limits right out the gate. The deficit right. would be solved. Every, Essentially, everything he purported or ran on is not happening. Right. I guess I would be more uh, apt to believe him if it was his first term versus his second term. Because the second term, he doesn't need to keep any of those promises because... But he's never kept a single promise. People are making the mistake of thinking it's partisan. Going back to Bill Clinton. Sure. Something that can unite people would be the Epstein case. Well, let's not... So I don't want to make it the... I don't like Trump. You don't like Trump. But the prison reform bill that he signed, good, right? I mean, better than not signing a prison reform bill. I think that when you're funded by private, privatized prisons that cage children on the border and mm-hmm. you do something to distract people that maybe I should be prompted into rewarding it. I'm not going to be goaded into pretending I've been happy with almost anything he's done. Now, had he done something meaningful, I understand where you're coming from on the right. prison reform bill. And there's a lot of things that there was an illusion. Like he, he, There are things that look good on paper that he announces on television right. that actually aren't happening. The nuts the, and bolts right. aren't there. The so North he's, Korea thing. Like, he acted like he had some great deal with them. There's no deal. There is no deal. There's right. nuclear proliferation. It's Correct. A, it's growing. Right. We right. have a problem in Syria. We have human rights this violations. Is, this is 10 times worse than the Iran deal that he was so against. Iran, we at least had cameras in there. We stopped them from obtaining, from enriching um, uranium to a point where they could make a nuclear weapon where... Correct. North Korea has nuclear weapons, and we're not doing anything about that. We're just saying we love the guy and, and all this nonsense. Bill, we went from years ago, Obama discussing that he would like to even speak with him, and it was a Fox News scandal of the year. Right. How could you talk to him? Why would you meet with a dictator? And sure. we have a sitting president of the United States declaring we fell in love. And the people that yelled at me 
for giving Obama a chance. As you said, we both had some reservations about sure. Obama, and I expressed those. I wrote to the White House. I called. Right. Back then, you could get a response, and your dissension was noticed. The fact that that's all happening doesn't change any of the realities of what's happening under Trump. Okay. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, 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 right. The, the, I, I guess the, the hump I'm trying to get over is the... We're still like, you know, I think we're never going to get a baseline of facts when, you know, Donald Trump says that the the planet's safer than it was because North North Korea, nothing changed there. It's absolutely not safer. In fact, I would go to say that we're now living in a situation where our the head of our government is duped by this guy. Flattery. Right, completely duped by him and loves him and says all these goofy things about him that just aren't, you know, didn't happen. The tax... Scam was a scam. The, the yes. middle class got scammed, and it's been the same scam. The problem is, is that the middle class they are getting fucked. The problem is, is they keep getting told it's by by the brown guy or the other poor guy. We're and, being forced to be mad at the wrong people. Correct, and it's the people correct, that right, own both right. major. There's basically five conglomerate media sources. So whether you're left or right, all of those five conglomerates go meet on a yacht. For whatever reason, yachts are the theme of this the grift going on. They all meet on yachts. Even this recent college problem, the admission scandal okay. that ties into wealth and privilege, yeah. they had to go pluck that kid off of a yacht. Right. So these people all go to Martha's Vineyard. Alan Dershowitz was not caring that he had been exposed as part of a problem, but that he wasn't going to go to the vineyard and meet with his liberal kleptocrat friends. Right. We're being orchestrated into being mad at each other while the rest of them laugh all the way to the bank. Right, then Both you sides in, of the aisle. Add in the Russian bot situation too, which just promoted more arguing. Like I, I, I honestly have a spectacular time to go out with my Trump supporting friends, and we we sit there the entire time and talk politics. And I have never left that situation going. Boy, I just need a month away from... I, I would go the, the very next week, if we all had time again, I would sit down for lunch again and have the same conversations again. I don't ever get excited about it. I don't ever get mad about it. I never try and talk about things that I know absolutely nothing about or I just know what my side told me. You know what I mean? Like You like to weigh in on things you're informed. I will say right. you're more tolerant of... Not that it's a different opinion, because I'm very open to different opinions, and I have people from the right that are very close to me, and I love a great, actually a substantial number of people that are Republican. I think your tolerance to hear views that I consider nonsense, you're more polite about it. Where I'm, not, I'm willing to listen to a fact-based debate. What I'm not willing to do is listen to somebody that hasn't voted, that hasn't sourced what they're saying. When you say talk about something, yeah, voted, I don't know sports. I would never come on here and pretend to know about sports ball or sports teams sports or ball. any of the, the right. field goal and the kicker and the basket. I have chess, no idea what I'm talking about. Thing. Anything literary pursuits. I right. know my limitations and what we have are a bunch of Archie Bunkers wandering around. Fox News has them believing that they can engage in debate, which... We are lay people, but we have to do research to engage in that debate. I think right. we both have enough pride to where we put our word out there. We want it substantiated. And we've both been wrong. I've been wrong about Hillary. Sure, sure, sure. sure. I was all in for Hillary. I, I think there's ago. a machismo thing, too, with a lot of guys that feel that, like, if they had to look at the two party system, 
that they need to fall on the side of the more, you know, John Wayne macho thing, which to me just makes for insecure dudes. Like it's like, hey, you know, if if you need a persona to surround yourself by, then there maybe there's a problem at home. I don't know what's going on. Well, there's but, no question insecurity comes with the machismo right. and the misogyny that's associated. It's a yeah. brand. Right. They've actually cuck is a household name now. And it's the right wing word, cuck, for the for the male that's a cuckold. The oh, um, really? Breitbart uses it, Fox uses it. It's know. actually considered the biggest insult among the alt right is to be called a cuck. Now, mind you, their hero, Ted Cruz, called his opponent a cuck, put his wife in a car, and brought her to dinner at the Oval Office to have to dine with a man that called her ugly and fat. Oh, right, right, right. So, right, right. right. We're witnessing people behaving in a way that is rooted in insecurity, mm-hmm. but pretending to be machismo yeah, or right. grandiosity, and we don't know where they are in the middle right. or what to believe. And it again dials back to what are the agreed upon facts? Your right wing friends, mine, my independent friends. I think you and I both tend to see a lot of fault with both sides of the aisle. So I think we're more open. Yeah, but and for me, though, there's issues that I, you know, the. And I don't want to get pigeonholed into a situation where I don't believe that, and I know that it's not true that Democrats want to take your guns and stuff like that. It's That's not di- true. It's not. I know plenty of Democrats that that have guns. I'm not a Democrat, but if someone said on the issues, I'm liberal when it comes to if you're, you know, you're homosexual, you're transgender, you're all these. Th- these are not. These are things that are. They're, they're personal liberties that you need to live your life however you want to live your life. And I abortion's that issue for me. If my daughter was pregnant, I would like for her to keep the child because we can do that. We can handle that. We'll, I, I swear to God, to my daughter, that, listen, I'll make sure that the kid, that the baby never inf- interferes with you graduating college, whatever. But that's you and your opinion. That's but, your daughter. Right. In the end, it's her, still her decision because it's her it's body. It's her decision. And... It's also anyone's decision because it's not my place to tell you what you should do with your body. That's it's a free country. So how are how is it that it's a free country until I want to tell you what you can do with that? Bill, one of my pet peeves is that when you vote a certain way, whether it's based on economic principle or the tax scam or the deficit, and I think you and I both look at a bottom line. Are you fixing the deficit? Are you engaging in prison reform? What are the changes you're doing? And I think we will we'll concede when things have happened or have been delivered as promised. I am labeled as somebody that goes and kills full-term babies on Saturdays because of my role politically, because yeah, I try right. and elect candidates that nuts. I consider. And as a pregnant woman, I was faced with the situation with Down syndrome markers in my third trimester of my pregnancy. And Bruce and I discussed that we were going to not even have an amnio. There was no conversation. Whatever child we had, we were going to have. This was our child. But that was our decision. And I feel that we chose based on what was best for us. And my ultimate goal was supported. The problem is the women that are online attacking me have made much different decisions. And oh, right, I won't I have right. too much integrity 
to point out the hypocrisy. Mm -hmm. So when we start judging each other based on personal liberties or identity politics, we all lose. And maybe maybe some of that's the problem, though, too, that people project their, what they would do in that situation is what everybody would do in that situation. So when you're a crook, you project that everybody's a crook. When you're someone who got that abortion and instead of didn't, then everybody's doing that. When you're someone who's, you know, some screwy kid when they were 17 years old, they made a mistake, got pregnant, and said, well, I can't. I can't ruin my life over having a baby. They didn't get the abortion because, you know, the baby had Down syndrome markers or anything like that. They just got rid of it because it was going to be an inconvenience in their life. They look at every single person as you're using abortion as birth control. And that's really not what's happening with people. It just happened with you. It does not with you personally, but with that person that's projecting that. So right. So it goes down to anger and insecurity and that'll be the underlying theme. Why are people judging each other? I made that decision, but I feel no desire to tell that to a young girl who's scared and makes a different decision. Right. It's not about what you think or about what I think. We have rule of law. We have a Supreme Court. This is settled law. So sure. it's it's not really relevant what you think or what I think. I think the left loses a lot of the debate by spending their time fighting about settled law. Right. Well, then you also throw in, I think we lose the debate a lot of times, too, on just sheer bullshit. Like, sheer, the uh, the abortion law that was passed in New York does not allow a baby to be no. born. And, like, like the things that are put out there that are complete bullshit, I, I've resorted to just not even, I'm not debating anymore on social media. I just, the fact check pops up. I post the fact check as this is what's really going on. If you give a shit about what you're bitching about, you've posted 30 times today about the baby that was born already and then killed. Like, th that's it's just nonsense. That's not what the bill does. It's absolutely erroneous. Right. It dials back to why would I want, knowing that everybody will judge me, knowing they will think it's partisan, why would I want to start hearings tomorrow? Why do I want public hearings? Why do I... When a sitting president of the United States is a pathological liar and goes to Ohio and attacks a war hero and makes his widow cry and lies about the topic you just brought up and pretends that liberals are clubbing babies for sport or right. or villainizes or dehumanizes or institutes propagandist techniques. That's what gets people to strap a bomb themselves and run into an abortion clinic is because they think babies are being born and killed in there. Well, they believe the propaganda right. and it ties into why I find him so singularly dangerous. Not right. that I disagreed with George W. Bush vehemently. Mm -hmm. I never thought that he didn't care about the country. I never thought he was going to go on television. I did disagree about the weapons of mass destruction claim, but yeah, I believe he was wasn't. Wrong. I believe right. he wasn't bright enough to even quite understand what was going on. I think he was being manipulated by Rumsfeld and Cheney, and there's a lot going on there. With Donald Trump, you have a lifelong grifter. He's been laundering money. Roy Cohn was his mentor. This is a lifetime of crime. I this has nothing to do with anytime politics. Anytime your president had a fixer at any point, and like that, 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 that should be like a thing that just stops the the, the yeah the Christian right that votes for him. Like everything, if 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 the black president would have had three baby mamas oh and had a fixer and like all this, I mean, there was scandal over him wearing a bicycle helmet. And you know, like uh, mustard suit, right? The, the the wrong colored suit and stuff like that. Where I mean, 
Trump can't dress himself. Has anyone looked at the tailoring on those suits? It's, he spends six hours on the hair bill. Yeah, uh, all right. It's yeah, it's bad. But uh, I wanted badly to find things that Trump did that I was good with, and some of them, like I thought it was going to happen. Syria. He was going to get out of Syria. He was going to pull out of Syria. The the right got a hold of him and stopped him from doing that. And I was See, like, and I think you and I will disagree on the Syria. The human rights violations that are allowed to be happening under Assad. Right. I think that... See, that's where I was side with Sanders, where I was like, let's just stop policing. We're creating more trouble. Oh, there's no, pro- there's no question that Sanders brings up some great foreign policy ideas in terms of us being war hawks and war mongers and trying right. to be the police of the global I population. I want to go back to the way we were before World War II. Before- we can't. And it ties back into, and I know it's going to seem like I'm vilifying one person here. When you take the highest office of the land and you emit pathological lies all day every day on television and then the existing forms of checks and balances do not unanimously rebuke you we are at danger well, globally he's found workarounds for that too you know the the last the national emergency thing is a workaround you've never had and then the, the social media thing again they post well obama and and, 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 and and clinton and everything else did national emergencies and nobody bitch yes they never did a national emergency where they sent it to congress congress said no, no. and then they did it anyway like that's not how this works again a falsely framed debate is anybody questioning the ability of a sitting president to call declare a national emergency you and i both know the president has the ability to do that where things are different is that things had been debated in Congress, bills had been voted on, he had been shut down. This was a topic he had been discussing for two years, and he's basically essentially trying to work around Article One of the Constitution. So when you have sitting congressional members tolerating a constitutionally sworn president of the United States circumventing the Constitution without the, at least a minimum of a censure, we are more vulnerable globally. And I mean that in foreign policy. I mean that with our ambassadors. I mean that with nuclear proliferation, with human rights violations. When the checks and balances that we have, our founding fathers never wanted somebody like Donald Trump to be in the highest office right, of the right. land. That's Ironically, the electoral, electoral college, college right. was designed right. to prevent us from right. getting a mad king right. or right. a tyrant right. again. And now the electoral college is only preventing the majority of people getting who they want to be president. And now right. nobody could have predicted any no. of that. And but I mean, the, the reason that the right likes the majority, the, the electoral college now is because they can't win an election without it. That that's where And gerrymandering and voter suppression. Right. right, but I mean, without the electoral college, George Bush isn't president the first first time out. Gore is. And, and then the Supreme Court jumped in on Al Gore. And I think that's when right. we started seeing on both sides of the aisle, people just relegating themselves to the fact that the rule of law no longer mattered. When a Supreme Court selected a president against the populace, we decided that rule of law and the Constitution were no longer fundamentally important the way our founding fathers intended it to be. Right. Right, 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 right. But I mean, you know, they're fully wrapping their arms around the Electoral College right now. Because oh, absolutely, because it's benefiting them. And I mean, I've still, and I, like, we talked about this before the podcast started. I would really like to understand some things that I just don't, like, and they just keep regurgitating these talking points. I want to understand why someone's vote 
that because geographically they live in Wyoming is worth more than their vote if they live in California. And that's what the Electoral College does. If the same representation was done, California would have way more delegates vote, you know, voting in that election. And then the Senate is another one. You get two senators. So you got a, a governing body in, in our federal government that there's there's a hundred members of the Senate in there. Two of them come from a state that's got 45 exactly. million people in it, and two of them come from a state that has 600,000 people in it. It makes zero sense. It's the tail wagging the dog. Right. Basically, we have the minority ruling for the majority right now, and instead of anybody looking for ways to adhere to the Constitution or respect our founding fathers, it's become a tribal, partisan, kleptocratic war on who has more power, you have dark money on both sides of the aisle that benefit very much from keeping the status quo, from keeping the minority running the country, the federalists, the right. the dark money, the Wall Street money. This happens. There's a reason that people on the left, within the party machine on the left, want to keep us fighting with the person you meet for a beer, your yeah, Republican friend. Right. They want you mad at now, them if because if you get... stop to see where they took their money, you're going to be mad at them. Right, right. Well, if both of us got together, if, if ever... The middle class would just get together oh. and try and solve something. The, the the whole thing would be over for that for the for the one percenters for the for the congressmen for all all those people. It'd be it'd be done. The problem is we can never get together. And I would love for someone you know, like I said earlier, not a maniac. I'm not looking for someone who's you know posting sixty times a day about you know Nancy Pelosi. How about fifty nine? Right. Nah. Yeah. Still too, too close. much. Okay. But. Uh, if someone wanted to come here and sit down with me and explain, like, we have to get a baseline of facts. I mean, I might even get someone to come in and sit down with a laptop and fact check stuff. But if someone wanted to sit down with me and talk to me about how it is, because I see right-wingers who are, in, like I said, embracing the Electoral College right now, talking about how it's only fair because then, so if you live in Wyoming, your vote still counts. Your vote still counts if it's, if it's, the popular vote. We're the only country in the modern world that does the elect. I think we're the only college, the only country that does an electoral college at all. Again, it was designed by our founding fathers to make sure we didn't end up with an autocratic, tyrannical king. We right, basically right. had the Boston Tea Party, right. came to America, and created a, a republic. Right. And something I joke with Bruce about would be that they should have a reverse Boston Tea Party. You and I spent a decade debating Tea Party members online. Right. I feel like they should go out to the middle of intercontinental waters, board tea from China, tariff text tea, yeah. and sail back to England at this point. Because at this point, we're basically taking the principles of our founding fathers and deciding they no longer matter. And, and it's happening from the people that stood on soapboxes for a decade telling me that they were Tea Party Loyalists, that they were part of a group that embraced right. the Tea Party, the Federalist Papers, presuming I never read the Federalist Papers, or because sure. I was a liberal, I was busy on Saturday clubbing babies. I know you do yours on Sundays, right. mine right. are on Saturdays. Right. They never took a moment to realize that one day they could get somebody in office that would actually be dangerous to the very things they purported to care about. Right. They've been given a chance here to see, to test their mettle. You and I have done this with Obama. We've done this with Hillary. When facts have developed that we felt were detrimental to the person we were supporting, we owned them, we admitted them, 
and accepted the defeat in a, in a particular conversation. Sure. When you put your whole premise on being a Tea Party loyalist or dedicated, essentially your entire political ideology is to the Federalist Papers or to, or to the Tea Party itself, and you embrace tariffs, you embrace... That's another one. So that's, that's, a, that's another thing that Trump did that I was like... That 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 was a Sanders thing. That needed to be the the NAFTAs, the TPP. The, those were all bad trade agreements. Agreed. But if you're a conservative, if you're a Republican, you're a free market person. That's where you're supposed to be coming from. And then all of a sudden, you do a 180 on it. And now because Trump's doing, there is a cult mentality that's going on there. That is that is something that if. If Obama did it, they would tear their shirt, light themselves on fire because you're destroying. And then let's add on top of it that these people are posting 15 times a day the dangers of socialism. Please, someone come sit down and talk to me about that one, too, because you, you can't drive on a highway. You can't use the Internet. You, none of it without socialism. Like the, all that happened, the power grid got done by the government and then handed over to ComEd. ComEd didn't didn't build that all on their own. All the telecommunication satellites that are pumped up into the sky were put up there by the government and then handed over the use to Verizon and all this other stuff. That's all socialism. The highway that you drove here on, socialism. The public school that you got educated in. If you're the owner of a huge uh, corporation that, that hires thousands of people, your work staff got educated by socialism. Well, and yes. And the rewards. Are you familiar with Matt Taibbi from Rolling Stone? Yeah, I love yeah, no good writer. Love Matt good Taibbi, writer. one of my and favorite I mean, writers. Good writer, and he on, calls him out from both sides yes, of the aisle in oh, a scathing fashion, scathing which we need Hillary more. Of. And, oh. We need more scathing commentary that yeah. does not have a partisan leaning. His favorite thing to watch as a reporter would be to attend a rally that was an anti-socialism rally with people on Medicare and Medicaid-funded scooters right, right. with bumper stickers on them declaring they were not for socialism. Right, right. They're okay with farmers taking bailouts, ironically, say, because of the tariffs. Top, the right. irony is we fled this. We fled England billion? because of no taxation without representation. Right. And now you have the Tea Party bumper sticker people applauding and calling me a libtard and a, anything yeah. that owning the libs when I tell them that tariffs are essentially the antithesis of the fundamentals that they have purported. How do we get to a common ground then? How do we get where, where you and I will own if we have been wrong or facts can persuade us? Well, okay, so these were things when it came to Trump, the Syria thing, I'm like, yes, get us out of there. I'm tired of spending $4 trillion on wars. There's things that we could do infrastructure-wise here, which are all liberal thoughts. But then the Syria thing just didn't happen. So then, then the North Korea thing, that just didn't happen. The tariff thing did happen, but then, you know, like he's still not going about that. And you, you pick the wrong things. You, you, you can't, you know, you, you get into to tariff wars and you're losing them. And then you're going on the news and explaining what a tariff is and you're wrong. That's not what a tariff is. When you put a tariff on goods that come in from China, China doesn't pay the tariff. The consumer here pays the tariff on the good that comes in. With borrowed money from China. Yes, because and let's not forget the majority know, right, of our deficit, deficit is owned is. by the Chinese right. government. You're talking about somebody 
And again, to beleaguer the point, I know it'll seem that this is based on the letter by his name. It isn't. As a matter of fact, he was a lifelong Democrat. Right, right. So it really, how that brand embraced him is really not part of our dialogue. The problem remains that you have somebody with no formal training, whether it's in foreign policy, whether it's experience, whether it's government, whether it's civic duty, engaging in geopolitical and economic conversations. He has the understanding of possibly a fourth or fifth grader on these topics. And that's been analyzed by people independently. Not, sure. and they typically do this with most sitting presidents to get a gauge of their intellect, their understanding, right. the way they speak. Right, necessity is the, the, the mother of all invention. Or, and Trump's never had necessity to learn anything or to read anything. His whole no. life's been a, you know, joyride. Well, and everything has been purchased and hidden. And when daddy couldn't fix it for him, his father was a fixer for the mob as well. And when his, when daddy couldn't fix it, he found Roy Cohn, who could, right. who could shield him and protect him. So he's never had to have accountability, and it ties into why I feel a sitting body of government that is designed to be a check on power has to at least start hearings as a check on power. Now, we can't, they're never going to win that. The Senate is never going to allow an impeachment. Right. But, so why would the benefit? What, what would be the benefit of having those hearings? Right now, we have a public that's tuned into their favorite station on both sides of the aisle, hearing what they want to hear. When you have public hearings, you get to see what's really happened. You get facts. You get documents. And I think the thing that would happen with that proceeding is that we could see things from a non-Russia criminal perspective, from the grift, from the lifelong level of fraud and then realize having that person from the highest office of the land weighing in on geopolitical, economic policy, or tariffs with a fourth grade understanding and a criminal background is dangerous. Right, right. Well, they also, anyway, like you gotta take the, the narrative was, was that they, the, his base believes he's the businessman in the TV show. Yes. That, so that's a problem because that's just the set. Like they showed in documentaries, his actual office is a fucking conniption. It's not the beautiful boardroom thing that's in there. That, that, that's not a real thing. That's just was, a TV show. That's fake. And they regret presenting him as a competent businessman. I don't think anybody could have presumed that he would actually go on to sit at the highest office of the land and have the nuclear codes. I don't think he thought he was going to. I don't think he thought he was going to win. No. no. Now, we were all in contact the night that right. that happened. And he looked scared. He looked like he just saw a ghost. He could not believe that this... They, I believe that there is factual documents out there that they had the paperwork in the works for a brand new news network that they were going to launch, him and yes. his family. This was always a business empire. This right. was, was a, a way to pay back some debts for Manafort, for him... Um, you also have to remember, historically, Bill, side-topicking here a bit, any sitting president that had a campaign manager that was indicted and tried and convicted and in prison, a, an NSA director that was indicted and now being sentenced, those, those situations in themselves would have been historical moments. Resignations would have happened. People would have sat down and said, where did we go wrong? We aren't there, no matter what happens, no matter what, what is discovered, whether it's the Cohen, whether it's Flynn, whether it's Manafort, nobody is stopping to look at what's the nucleus of that problem. 
And the only way we could do that is if we could bring facts back into the dialogue. Right, right, right. And so I don't know how to and get to a point to where we sit at the bar with your friend and say, right. listen, I really am not saying this because of the letter by his name. I am saying this because I consider myself a patriot and I'm a mom and I'm raising children and I have a lovely family and I want to have a good I want to have a country to be proud of for that. Right. We just talked about his business acumen and all this stuff. This is also a guy who doesn't understand the dangers of nationalism. He doesn't understand the difference between a nationalist and a patriot. Like, those are not the same thing. I equated it, to, I had a metaphor for it, and the metaphor was if you do everything you can to make your house the best house on the block. You're out there painting, you're out there, you know, cleaning everything, everything's perfect, and you make sure it's the best house on the block. That's patriotism. If you run down the street screaming and you haven't done a fucking thing to your house, my house is the best house in the block, and you're just screaming it and screaming it and screaming it, that's nationalism. That's You're obnoxious, not helpful. You're not doing anything to make anything any better. All you're doing is running around waving a flag. That's not a productive thing. That makes someone want to punch you in the face. That's all that does. Well, he's nationalism wrapped in demagoguery. He's... Nothing about, even if you want to be a nationalist like Bannon and you just publicly decry yourself a nationalist, Mm -hmm. at least go on television and adhere to the properties of your hideous belief system. I don't agree with it, but at least stand with your principles. Yeah, when you throw white on top of it, you're the racist. I mean, I'm sorry, but like you do, you don't, if you want to to be a nationalist, be a nationalist. That's fine. But own it. Right. But when you say I'm a white nationalist, what are you inferring now? But they still need to own that. You can't go on. It all goes back to facts and news. Right now, if you're in the right and you're a Trump supporter, you are listening to sources. Breitbart is Bannon. Bannon sat in on the NSA. He was. We should never have a point historically where an, a functioning White House is staffed by the very people, the fourth estate, that are installed to protect the rest of us. The fourth estate is there. Thomas Jefferson in the Bill of Rights could not have been more vocal about the importance of the fourth estate. Right. That if we lose the fourth estate, we will lose our liberty. Right. Because the fourth estate is designed. When you have Bannon, Mercer, Murdoch as the only source of information, and then you and I go meet that. We're talking about a free press. When you and I go meet that person for a beer, we don't have a way to start. We don't have an olive branch. No. We don't have some way to say, listen, I've made mistakes. We all want good things for our kids. We have a lot in common. Let's sit down and find it. When the information is so tailored and so harmful to make us the enemy. Mm-hmm. We have well, to find a way. Are, neither of us are delusional enough to think that I'm not in any way trying to change the mind of that 32% or whatever it is. No. Like, just, you, you know, you do your thing, you do you, however it does. But when Nixon was impeached, when he left office, he still left with a 28% or 29% approval rating among Republicans. So there was still, or I think among all voters, I think it was like a, like that 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 thirty percent area there. He still had this like, they didn't care that. Bruce calls it the thirty percent mark, where you have the cult level, where facts can there are facts. It's a fact free zone. So if 
no matter who it was, if they went on whatever, say there was a new Republican president. I don't know where the party rebuilds from this because they've essentially sold out all their principles, deficits, small government. You've got them over there with eminent domain and the wall and pretty much everything that you purported is gone. But let's say they go out there and find a new guy. Where do they go from here? I think they can. I think it's easy in our current, uh, you know, popularity contest that we run to run the whole thing, which is a ludicrous idea. We were a nation of 325 million people, and we essentially have a big popularity contest to elect the leader of this whole thing. There's, you would think that we've got to come up with a better way than who. I mean, George Bush was elected because everyone wanted to have a beer with him. Like he was well, the, that is actually the root of our problem. Right. When you have reality show television as the basis of mass consumer consumption people are no longer learning they're using their time and and the reality television isn't even reality but it's becoming reality people are blurring what is reality and i think when palin came onto the scene we started seeing people want a personality they don't care that she didn't read they don't care that she had no business being a heart way heartbeat away from the presidency right right the cult of personality had taken over and we weren't taking it serious enough. I think you and I were out there vocally concerned. This is. I was vocally concerned, but I think sometimes, sometimes I want to laugh. I just want to laugh about it so bad. And I loved Sarah Palin. She was so good. Comedy for gold. Life. Oh, she was. She was. She was comedy gold. But she was also like I was actively arguing with, you know, knuckleheads on the right. And she was on their side. I'm like, this is your mascot. This is like right. exactly the dumb shit. Like she has no, you know, when when Katie Couric, who's not a hard-hitting journalist, looks at you and goes, well, what have you been reading? What All of them. Like she don't have a fucking clue about anything. It's just like you're, you're a moron. And then they took that woman from a situation where, they, they left that situation and said, Sarah Palin's our hero. Put her on the news. We want to see her all the time. And John McCain's an asshole for losing. And that's the cult of personality, where without any knowledge, credentials, or even the vaguest idea of how a federal government would work, you can have the majority of the populace cheerleading for you. We started seeing the seedlings of the first. We've always had some tribal components to politics. Partisan sure. politics are tribal. But what we started seeing was the fact-free zone, where it used to be facts could persuade people. So if a story came out, somebody might have to resign. With Sarah Palin, what you saw was, she's great, she's this mom, we love her, and anything she does or says is acceptable. And there was this galvanizing into this fact-free zone. The worst, the biggest casualty bill of the entire thing is humor. I used you and I used to love to just laugh and make jokes and I find the situation so serious right now with this person having nuclear codes and being in charge of foreign policy that I'm losing some of the humor some of the things that I think were the yeah, coping so mechanisms I'm still laughing a lot I'm t- I I that's where we differ I feel like no matter what we will survive we've survived nixon we've survived all kinds of other things our democracy will survive this see but you are putting too much faith into people understanding the institutions the institutions can only work when they're working so for you to say to let trump sit there and let the election sort this out that in itself is saying that the democracy has already taken a big ding because the democratic republic itself can only thrive 
when we use the checks and balances and we use Congress and we use the judicial branch to rein in those changes. And we're watching, look at the attacks on the fourth estate happening right now. Now we're all conditioned into thinking we'll just survive this, but we're watching a download of authoritarianism on our television every day. Right, right, right. Pathological lies, attacking, attacking the free press. Anytime historically an authoritarian takes over, it doesn't just start off, it doesn't happen overnight. There's some writer that said it's like plucking feathers off of a chicken, one by one by one. The press is the first thing to go, and we're watching that. So I would love yeah. to share your Pollyanna view that the democra- that our democratic republic will survive, and I'm starting to feel a little hope, but I'm not seeing it from the right places. I'm not seeing it from the people that swore constitutional oaths to protect it. Right, I like that you say democratic republic because where we 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 live in a world of like people that are really they're great people they're they're you know i i think the middle class is kept in a situation where you have to work so hard that you can't take time to learn anything and know anything but my republican friends want to keep posting these silly posts about we live in a republic not a democracy and i'm like dude the republic First, first off, it's a democratic republic, yes. but they feel like if they say democratic, then that means Democrats and republic means Republican. It, those don't have anything. Those are just cute names for two clubs that have figured out how They're to fuck the middle. Picking. Right. But they fuck the middle class. And that's all those two clubs do is fuck the middle class, the Democrats and the Republicans. That they, they, th- Those people are all friends. They're all mostly millionaires and everything billionaires. else. Billionaires. too. So like if... if the only thing I can't tolerate, and I'm going to call you a moron, is if you firmly believe that there is a party out there, either one, that is out for your best interest as a middle class <laughs> person, you're on crack no. because they're not. Those people, I know people that have a few million dollars and they are completely detached from reality, let alone someone who's got $120 million that they just made because they can inside trade because they're a congressman. Those people have no interest. The Democrats have an interest in acting like they're helping you, and the Republicans have an interest in fooling you into believing that if they help the rich guy, he'll help you. Right. I, it's the illusion. I think I, I at least liked when the Republican Party pretended to care, gave the gave us the courtesy of pretending that it would be decent not to cage babies or to. The Democrats give us that illusion while taking dark money in the background. Well, so, you, know, you know what's come out? So there's, there's, excuse me, there is all kinds of good in my mind that's come from the Trump thing. Yes. There, there is no longer can uh, the Christian right uh, wrap themselves with the crucifix and all that other stuff. They still do, Bill. Yeah, but, but it's all fake. That's all nonsense. But you, they live in this reality-free bubble just, where they're fine wearing a flag with a cross on it and pretending that Obama was a terrible husband and father and Trump is fabulous. Right, right, right. But I'm just saying, like, you can, that 30% You mean their always, hypocrisy has been yeah, exposed to the totally point now exposed, where it's so where it's ridiculous like, oh that, yes, we are, the, when the this microphone's guy's off, got are nipple we going to tassels laugh at that? on. He's yes. running around like a moron with porn stars, and you're still saying he's, he, he got up on a podium and he said, uh, you, this is your favorite part, 2 Corinthians. There's no book called 2 Corinthians, it's 2 Corinthians. And if you're a Christian, you would know this. You, this guy has disqualified himself a hundred times for from getting that vote, and they still vote for him. So, you know that that's all nonsense. And to me, that's great. Like it's like because you was said the, that. Can I? When this first happened, 
and it was the night that Bruce met you. Mm-hmm. And Bruce really wasn't in the mood to hear that this Trump disaster as we saw it, not because of partisan politics, again, because we had been well read about who he was and what was happening yeah. in his life, his life of crime prior, he didn't see there could be a silver lining. And you kept, you were so adamant that night that this could be good. It would destruct to a point where the hypocrisies on both sides would be exposed, the flaws in the system, how far away we had gone from the principles of the country would all be exposed. Right. Basically, it would disintegrate into being rebuilt. Bruce now admits Bill was right about that. This was the one thing good that happened where had Hillary won. That was another dynasty president. That would have been a dynasty president. Yeah, she would have done anything for the Totally party machine, yep. moderate. The the Hillary's of the group are the Reagan Republicans. If you were to look on paper, the moderate Democrats are basically Reagan Republicans. Right, right. But the point is, you called it. You said, this will be good for us. This will all destruct to a point that maybe we can rebuild. Okay, so the way I look at it now, and, and, I, and I've looked closely at the midterms, and I don't ever, not you know, we're a year and nine months or a year and eight months from the next election. So anything in the world could happen. I mean, Trump hasn't even played the war card yet. We could get fully embrawled, right, embrawled into a huge war. Venezuela is in the background. Yeah, right. And, you know, these are things that he's got cards he can play yet that could change things. But when you look at the midterms and you look at the numbers and take it from an unbiased standpoint and you look at the millions of women that put on the pink hats and marched and all the things that were activated because Trump got elected. The very best thing that, uh, the mantra for everyone who's on the progressive left should be run, Trump, run. Because if that guy does not run, it's anybody's game then. If they get a brand new face in there. Pence could win. Because he he gives the Christians, despite having embraced. He's actually a valid Christian. Well, Well, if you mean by valid, a full-blown hypocrite evangelical yes, yeah, right, right, right. But I mean, that is embracing himself in evangelicalism. But those people take the Bible and say... By the way, Mother would have been here tonight, but she didn't have a chaperone. Right. But those people take the Bible and they say, we can hate gay people because the Bible says so. And Pence is They're all guy. loving God, determined right. that there was somebody that you're supposed to There's hate. There's no chinks in Pence's Christian armor, though, as far as that goes. Well, no, it's a good sell in terms of the masses that are watching the consumption media that's right. designed to do them. three dozen other people that could be a better candidate for president this coming time. And it's not because Trump's not popular. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying to you is Trump is the same thing as Hillary is to the left. Like when when Hillary ran, Hillary is who lost that election. Donald Trump didn't win that well, election. Well, the DNC. Well, but that and the hate. If you were to hire someone and say, okay, who would you like to have as the most hated person on the Democratic side to run on that side? Who's the bigger hate? Hillary is the most hated person. You and I both fundamentally agreed about how her. detrimental it was. Right. Almost gets you into that conspiracy thinking of, is there a bigger global leadership of nonpartisan people who sit on their yacht and laugh and almost the fact that we were given Hillary despite the polarizing 30 years of attacks on her despite the fact that she was basically a Reagan Republican and you're trying to sell her to feminist leftists it was the biggest mistake the DNC could have made they they gave us Trump Trump paid Hillary the Clintons to be at his wedding right that was a paid event that they came to they got paid to be there when they were there, there's a conspiracy theory out there that says that they hatched 
the whole Donald Trump presidency running thing because they thought that Trump could win that primary and then Hillary was a shoe-in. They knew that she was hated. They were going to put this guy who grabs him by the pussy, who right. says all this dumb shit, who doesn't know a fucking thing Oh, did about they anything. want Trump to win? They I don't wanted... believe in conspiracy theories no, no, per se, but... Would but that have been ideal for them to run there. against him? Yes, yes he's, right. he's an imbecile. Because he's, Hillary was so flawed, they needed a, a monumentally well, flawed... Well, people were sick of dynasties. They're broke. They had had years of dynasties, whether it was Clinton or whether it was Bush. The dynastic right. pre- uh, presidencies weren't getting us anywhere. I don't think the Clintons, if that, if that was true, the Clintons didn't count on how stupid the American populace or is. Or that there would be a chess piece. There was a master chess player over in Russia that vowed in the 80s that his lifelong pursuit would be to avenge the defeat of the KGB. So you're dealing with a master chess player who used the NRA and Congress and installed his piece as a decade ago. Now that's back to social media because he manipulated social media in a way that all the memes you see out there, all the other stuff. And we've all all fallen for that. We're still running around the issue of how we're supposed to you know, solve the situation of everybody arguing on Facebook. I, I deep down do not like that other people that come from the same economic, social background that we all come from are at each other's throats because of this situation. And, you know, when I see stuff like, you know, I, I, I have right wingers that will say that this is Obama's fault. And I'm like, I, I, I don't remember him saying when there was a racial argument that there were good people on both sides, that there, you know, like any of that stuff, and if you if you're if you're standing next to a Nazi because you believe that you know uh, Confederate statues are history, or and that's another one, please somebody come tell me how all the history you learned is from walking around looking at statues, because that's not where you learn history. Those are things that are put up in the '60s to tell black people where they actually belong. We understand you're free and you want rights, but this is actually, remember this, we're not going to let you forget General Lee and all this other stuff. So, you know, those aren't history. And if you want history, go to a museum, pick up a book, all the other stuff. But if someone's got something here that they, you know, they want to sit down and talk to me about those monuments somehow making the country a worse place by not having them up, I'll gladly have that talk too. So let me because we're going to side topic by you bringing yeah. that up. Is your assertion that the statue should be up? No. Okay, because I believe they have... My this- assertion is is that black people and, and, and people of different races pay taxes the same way. They come to a courthouse looking for justice in a court case the same way that a white person but does. But don't get it. And you don't get it, but you should not be able to walk into that courthouse and right in front of the damn courthouse is General Lee on his fucking horse. Like, that's not... That's in a Germany, statue that was put in up. In Germany, they do not have Nazi statues out there. Is it part of history? Is it in a museum? Is yeah. it the darkest Has chapter? Has anyone in Germany forgotten Hitler? No. Is it the darkest chapter? Is there a building to go? Is there an Auschwitz memorial? No. Is there somewhere to go see the darkest oh, yeah. human instinct? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Those places exist. But is it just in taxpayer-funded places? No. Like, those are places that that statue needs upkeep. Tax dollars that that black guy worked Isn't for. Isn't that is socialism? A, right, socialism again, I know. But, that you know, there there are, you know, not to the socialism thing. Like I said, I'm pleading. Somebody come talk to me about it because I don't get it. Um, well, it would have to be fact-based, and socialism is not. Democratic socialism isn't... Communism, well, just and break they're being down. conflated. Right. What you just said, 
democratic socialism means we need social programs like public schools, like fire departments and police departments. Those are all paid for by tax dollars. But when you put in the word democratic socialism, that means before we get the socialist program, we're all going to vote on it. Right. So where it's not a situation, straight socialism, like in communism, the state owns the factories, they own the goods and products, right. they run everything. That's There is no one that has ever proposed mm-hmm. anything like that that's, you know. That's more of a communism based. Right. I think they're right. conflating socialism and communism because, again, they're being given Some sources people, I that believe, benefit. Are really smart, and I think they're just grasping for straws. They see their team going down in flames and they're like, well, what can I get? What can I get? To- if you only watch Fox News and you're being told what socialism is from an opinion show host that bills themselves as a news show host that yes. does not have to adhere to the FCC regulations or any journalistic integrity standards you are now believing that that is indeed socialism. So what they're doing is you have corporate funded oligarchs that are cherry picking their socialism. They want a police department, they want a fire department, they want to give the farmers the money when they elect an inept president that doesn't understand basic fifth grade economics. They want that socialism. What they 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 don't want is to take away the BP billions of dollars of corporate welfare to let people get health care. Right. That's scary socialism. Well, there's a million things you could go, like do some math and say, okay, uh, Bezos, Amazon, who's the guy's worth $145 billion, didn't he paid, I think they made $16 billion last year is what the word is, mm-hmm. and they paid $0 Ridiculous. in taxes. $16 billion, $0 in taxes. But you're upset that you suspect the black lady at the grocery store is buying her groceries with a link card and she's really wealthy. You expect, or you're, you're actually assuming that because she's got nails that are done, whatever. That's an assumption on your part and you're mad about maybe she cheated somebody out of $400. It's manufactured outrage and it's done by the people that benefit. But you're not benefit. upset about the $16 billion that they didn't pay anything on. Because they don't see it or hear about it, Bill, right, because they're you, being they're watching a television a program that shows them bad, scary brown people all day. But I've always joked being a four, Fox intern. Four, $4 billion, and you did the math, divided it out. You know how many black people at the grocery store you need to be cheating the system to make that money? It's or the fact that the red states are the biggest users of... Per capita, correct. ...welfare and SNAP cards. No, even in, if you're looking at California you brought up earlier. Yeah. California actually loses by being in the federal government fiscal reciprocity program because they're actually spending more this, than they yes, get. I know this and I looked at that, but if you, there are right-wingers out there that I see posting all the time that are like, they would like to get rid of California. I'm like, you don't understand. That's where uh, the, the mass majority of the money that this country makes on export is movies and music that and, and the internet. That shit's all coming out of California. Well, you brought up Bezos. Bezos, Bezos. Bezos, Bezos, Bezos. Bezos is what I've heard. That should be one of those villains that could unite the left. But because he was blackmailed and was able to expose, it ties back into our information, the NDAs, the AMI situation, where basically National Enquirer was killing bad stories and promoting yeah, stories to attack. Right controlling the information he's a hero in that regard so even he is getting away with the corporate welfare situation and the left is embracing him well, and see, accepting I don't, him when, when 
those are issues that okay so we've 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 talked about all the kind of problems let's start talking about solutions for how we can get moved forward now when i talk to my right-wing friends and they hear for the first time that a corporation made 16 billion dollars and paid zero into it now when when you hear that that's shocking in itself but when you really take a step back from that and you look at the big picture that means they paid nothing into roads they paid nothing into fire departments but they paid nothing into schools bezos employs thousands and thousands of people that are educated by public school system so your workforce now knows how to read and write and spell and add and everything else so they can be an efficient workforce because they use socialism and went to school which you're not paying for for the new workforce because you didn't contribute anything into that system bezos has tens of thousands of trucks destroying our roads daily yes. and paid nothing into fixing those roads so once you're on the right you start to realize that the name of the game for the wealthy people in america is to keep they they don't want taxes not paid because they need the resources more than we do to run their businesses this system's working out great for them but they need to shift the tax burden to you you in the middle class need to pay all of the taxes they need to pay none of the taxes because you can only take a business like a walmart and maximize profits you keep looking at the bottom line every year you get near the big corporate meeting you're like all right our bottom line was we made this much percentage in profit how are we going to we made billions and billions of dollars we could never spend in a million lifetimes but next year we need to do better than that and the way to do it is to keep cutting the tax burden on their part and shifting it to the middle class well anybody that has seen i'm not on social media as often back to the facebook thing mm -hmm. because you asked what we could do to make a change i decided to unplug from social media go out help candidates get elected go help the community and yes, get more and civically not, engaged we did not announce in the beginning of this and maybe i'll go cut something into the front of it that you are you work for a nonprofit, but you are here speaking on your just your own personal yes. views. It has nothing to do with the nonprofit. I'm speaking as an individual, not my role as a federally employed right. director of a right. nonprofit. Right. I just there are five of us, so I'm speaking as one individual tonight right. because we all, all have different. very different opinions, right. as as you and I do. We can agree on some things right. and not agree, but how we can change is to get involved, to go out and municipals again. Perfect example nonpartisan elections almost every single person in your life will be voting across party lines in a municipal election right because these are the people that are going to be on your trustee board your school board you don't look at them and say well what did you do in federal politics because it's irrelevant right your own life is impacted most by local politics Sure, sure. Absolutely. And so people will ask me, why do you care so much about federal politics when local politics is all the change? I think it ties back into us not being able to have a dialogue or have accurate information. We can't elect good municipal candidates if we don't have some accountability to the information that we're given. If local papers are bought and owned by private owned oligarchs on either side of the aisle, we aren't getting information. So you do have to kind of walk and chew gum. You have to know what's going on federally, but go out there and try and elect good people yeah, in your local community. Yeah, I mean, the voting community. numbers have to, be, have to be drastically lower for those elections, too, for the municipal ones, too, which is crazy because, like you said, 
that's more of an effect on you than the, you know, I think it's it, that goes back to the tribalism and the team thing. Like they see Donald Trump as their team leader and that's who we want. We want to vote. Like everyone's all excited to vote in those elections. But when the ones that really count for where you mm-hmm. live in your backyard, they're not that excited because you don't see that guy on TV constantly. They're not talking about him constantly. Well, no. And even when they do, they don't vote. Lawrence Wiley was federally indicted. And our community had thousands of women going online every day. They're going to change everything. They're going to vote in a new slate. How many people showed up? 17%. Oh, yeah. So I think you and I share this one opinion. Don't go online and pontificate for hours if you're not going to get in the mix and do something right. to enact I change. I despise anybody who goes and looks at their ticket and votes D, 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 D. I don't care if it's D, 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 R, R, all the way down, just because you're convinced that, like I said, there's some party out there that's got your best interest and the other party's the villain. That is nonsense. That These are all, there's no cabal, there's no great conspiracy to put. There's not. Right. Uh these are all just individual people coming from individual backgrounds and everything else. Money corrupts everybody. I don't care left or right. And, you know, the the other thing is, is that the only thing worse than the person that votes that party line is the guy who doesn't vote. That's go the worst. Vote. That, like, go vote and do not even, don't, don't express an opinion and then tell me halfway through that you didn't vote. Like that makes no sense to me at all. No. And then that had re- run me right into the people who are so worked up about in-person voter fraud. Whenever someone's worked up about that and they start to explain why, I immediately assume and pretty much understand you don't vote. You don't see that this this can't be a thing if you actually vote. You, you don't need, I don't need to go there with my ID because I'm on a list that's there, and it's only my voting place. It's, it's I, I can't just go any. It's not. I'm not buying a loaf of bread, so I can't go do it numerous times in all kinds of places. Well, it and it's local. Like I was a poll watcher for the last election. Um, when there are errors, and there are voting errors, but it's not some voter showing no, up three times right. to vote. What'll typically happen is a vote won't be counted properly. So you'll have to have a poll watcher there to ensure that any inaccuracies are corrected. So the fact that we have these local elections with volunteer poll watchers, the idea that somebody's showing up in their own community in a library, I knew so many people from both sides of the aisle, hugging people from both sides of the aisle all day. The judges were thinking, what is going on? This woman is hugging somebody from this side, that side. You will be very aware if there is large-scale voter fraud. What I did see was an African-American family, a black family, get turned away five minutes before the polls were closing. They were told they couldn't vote, that the voting had shut down. I had to call the cook, the clerk's office in Will County and have somebody call and verify that they had five more minutes. Voting was still open. So the type of thing we typically see isn't somebody trying to vote eight times. It's voter suppression. It's the voter suppression. It's saying, oh, no, I live in this red district, and this black family that moved here last month showed up, and we know how they're going to vote. Someone on the right doesn't want to hear that because – and if you look at it from – try and pull yourself back from the team thing and say, okay, how can I have more of an impact – on an election. Can I have an impact because one guy went out and voted three times in an election where, you know, 63 million people voted on each side of the election or roundabout there? He's going to make a difference by voting three times. He's not. 
or and it won't happen bill because there are clerks what i'm trying to say is as a poll watcher those clerks come and verify one small error right so when there was one error we have the state's attorney out there we have one error well i i did go down a rabbit hole that doesn't exist so that can't happen if i come in as Bill Geigner and I go to vote. They crossed me. They gave me my. You've ballot. been counted. I've been counted already. It's over. If 15 minutes later the Mexican guy comes in because you know they're all voting illegally and says he's Bill Geigner, they're which Bill, they're being busted right, by Soros. Right. First off, he can't because my ballot's already gone. And if he did get there before me and did that, and then I show up. Then we got a problem. Then a poll watcher such as myself right. will right. call the state's attorney and the clerk, and the clerk will come out and the vote won't even be counted right. until we can verify right. the person that right. was there was voting. So it never made it into a thing. And then, but the other angle where we do voter suppression, where we make it that everybody that we know in this area can't get to a polling place, everybody that we know in this area is poor, they don't carry a photo ID with them, that kind of thing happens, we can suppress tens of thousands of votes and that can make a difference because we do have an electoral college and if I just can suppress 10,000 votes in Pennsylvania, which we've got, I think there's an issue right now that's, that's going on with that, that there were like some 30,000 votes suppressed in Michigan and Wisconsin and stuff like that. It's far-reaching across the entire. Right, right, right. That can change the outcome of election because each state's counted separately. And it ties into dark money. So I know I've mentioned this book probably 10,000 times to you, the book Dark Money. The opening chapter starts with you can only take so much away from the middle class and accuse basically the brown people yes. of fake things right, right. before they will be broke enough and angry enough to unite and come for you. When you go too far with it, you will end up having an upheaval. And what we're seeing is people that have no means or have no money being targeted and silenced. Historically, that's never really gone well. The civil rights movement with MLK, when you take away the one fundamental right a human being has, and you take that from them, they have a reason to be upset and to right. fight for that right. So the power that they have is to silence people in mass, to keep them home, unable to vote. There were stories on election day of people who had ancestors that walked eight miles one way to try and vote. Anybody that is trying to suppress a vote, whether they are dark money from the left or from the right, should not be allowed to have any key role in our political world, our ideology, and we should all condemn it. Right, and my thing with, with all of that, the dark money stuff, is that it, it should all be gone. And like again, this is another solution to a problem that we're not doing because we're not getting together. I have sat down with my with Andy, with Tony, with guys that are just, they're Republicans and you couldn't change their mind to save their life. But if you said to them, hey, this situation where people are funding campaigns and you know the dark money situation was going on, we could change that just by moving to publicly funded elections. I said to him, listen, if you could take, it cost you $8, would you spend $8 to take the legal bribery system out of the situation and make it that the people that are running for election are beholden to the public, not to corporations that are funding? and there's all kinds of things out there now that these guys, the senators and Congress representatives, are spending six of an eight-hour day fundraising 
because that's the objective. The minute they get elected, they're looking to get elected again. That's what they're trying to do. Well, we've actually also crossed the threshold where the lobbyists are writing bills. Right. My right-wing friends all say, yes, I had one Republican that said, well, yeah, that sounds like a really good thing. It will never get done. And he goes, but if I'm thinking about my party, then no, because I think my party, the Republican Party, needs corporate money to win elections. And that in itself speaks volumes. Right. And I looked at him and I said, but your party's not more important in the country, is it? He goes well, and I'm like, "Wow, you got to check your, you got to think about what you're saying here. You're saying that you don't think your party has the upper hand if we're only voting, if we're only voting for the will of the people. Like, you know, and that's the other one I, I say too is that voting should be done. They should do it like uh, Bitcoin, where they do distributed ledger, or the, you know, it's like blockchain, so that everyone can vote with their fingerprint on their phone, and then you can't hack that." But not everybody has access to a cell phone or the means to purchase one. No, 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 no both. Just, you can make it that you can go to the polling place, but if right. not, I can vote at home on my computer if I can't. Oh, you mean expand voting Expand voting to, I mean, I want to see, they said that uh, in some places per capita, more people voted on the voice. Oh, God, that's depressing. Um, when you say things we can do, HR1. Yeah, yeah As about it, that. Before segueing into HR1, which is probably the most important legislation written in decades. Back in 2016, when Individual One, I refer to him as Individual One, and I, I only because I am so upset with this person that I don't, I don't like going into name-calling territory ever. I think it denigrates the dialogue. Back then, we were told that Citizens United would be abolished, term limits would happen, swamp would be drained. Right. So there was a really great populist message, even for people that didn't embrace him, really liked a lot of the promises that were happening. Sure. So when H.R. 1 was written, which basically limits dark money, limits corruption, limits grift, and expands voting rights, which is almost a segue into publicly funded elections, but it's baby steps. People aren't now, ready and, and for the, meaningful the, change. The promises are great, but they need to be like when Trump promises term limits, you, you, there's a reason we don't have term limits. It, it's constitutional that we don't. Like they're, they're, and, that, and it was wrong, but it also needs to be done. Uh, a senator probably needs to sit in office for 10 years. Because it has to, he has to overlap a And those dialogues could be had, but you have to understand the founding fathers didn't particip- uh, anticipate 90-year-old men on Viagra writing reproductive rights for the minority of people. Right. I mean, the scientific changes hadn't happened. What when was that the life was, expectancy back then? Life, anyway. I mean, and basically you were out to pasture as a woman when you were 30. So, well, right. kind of like today. Right, yeah. But, <laughs> you're not acting in anything uh, meaningful if you're over 30 right Exactly. Right. HR1 could change a lot of what we're talking about. And it would actually be one of those barroom conversations. You got to dispel some of the myths with that too, because I see social media posts. And the reason I like to dispel myths in social media posts is because social media memes are put together by Russian bots so that you will grab them, be outraged, throw them on social media to get the attention you're looking for, start an argument, and then people are arguing about it. The, the fact is, is HR1 does not let illegal aliens vote. I've seen that no. post. That's not a thing because someone gets a drive. Okay, because you, you, 
you can't have it both ways. You want voter ID. It doesn't exist. You're outraged. Then you say because they give this person who's an illegal alien a different driver's license, not the same driver's license that the guy that's an, a, a citizen gets, then now he can vote. He can't vote. He didn't need the ID to go to vote in the first damn place because that's what you're outraged about last week. Like, Well, how about the fact that they're fine taking money from immigrant families in terms of tax dollars? There's never a problem with that. Right. You can't have selective now, outrage. Now, there are places in California and stuff that they do let them vote in local elections, but I don't think that has I anything think, to do well, with you House have to, Resolution It's one. such a complex law, and I think it's one of those definite rabbit holes where you could get into where people, if you just concede on any minor point, which is another problem we're having, you and I will admit when a fact develops that changes a previously held belief. Sure, sure. That is now viewed as conceding and you've lost and everything you've said and your team is stupid right. and you're right. ridiculous. You can't solve problems unless you get a baseline of facts. And I can't, I won't just negate all the facts that don't support my side because I don't want to do what you just said. I don't want to end up in that situation. If we can't get a, you can't make everything a slippery slope. You can't make everything because this is happening. Oh, we should assume this is happening. It, no, we shouldn't. You should base yourself on a factual argument and then let's fix the problem. Let it be the basis and let it be the determining factor. We can't fix it without facts. So Nothing. Nothing we're doing. No, When you say, how do we fix it? How do we come together? Right. And I think municipal elections, and I see how we're about to all cross across the aisle and we're all supporting people that ideally, traditionally, in today's political climate, you wouldn't. And how beautiful that is and how hopeful it is for our right. country that we are seeing this. That's because locally, the facts still do matter. Sure. You can't, as a local politician, pay off somebody with Russian hush money and win. Facts still matter. Right. We need to make what matters locally matter on the state and federal level again. And then when people, we've all read, we've all, anybody watching or listening, has liked or shared a false meme. Sure, sure, any, sure, sure. Any of us. Sure. Um, we were, I, the I, left is I, designed to be divided. Right. I shared a couple things um, that someone posted something that, that proved it wrong, and I apologized and took it down. Like, I've done the same right. thing. I, I believed a story about Fred Rogers that he had served in the military right. at one point. Right. And I think I that's shared it with so somebody. Left. That's just a little like, No, know, it was wacky. just one of those things that right. that's how, but that is how mundane the inaccuracies and the disinformation are. I think people don't understand, you and I touched upon this briefly one day, PSYOPs. It's used by the United States government, it's used by the Russian government. Right. It's learning through social media how people think, what they eat, how they vote, what moves them. Are they faithful? What porn do they watch? I mean, we're talking these these algorithms know more about us oh than we know God. about ourselves. Right, Those personality right. tests that people take. Sure. By the way, honey, nobody in our family watches porn. We are a deeply religious family. <laughs> Those algorithms know more about people than they know about themselves. And that information is used to constantly fuel anger and division. We didn't finish upon the KGB and how we defeated them and Reagan and the Reagan right. Republicans and how Putin decided he was going to divide us and he was going to use disinformation to make us hate each other. Yeah, and we've done the same shitty thing in other countries too. Oh, we're, mean, the, we're terrible. The, 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 the Russia fell because we kept funding the Taliban to 
to keep the fighting going in Afghanistan to draw all the money out of Russia. And that's why sometimes I look at it and I'm like, if we could just, the terrorist thing, if we could just get out of those places. I understand that we create the vacuum and everything, but listen, every time we blow up a wedding or some shit that's going on there that we're not supposed to, we're doing that with drone strikes for sure. Oh, I agree. We're All we're doing is creating more terrorists. The problem that we have is that we have decades of historic over-involvement, inserting ourselves for geopolitical and fiscal reasons for the oligarchs. Right, and nobody The war machine ever, always dictates, right. and that's why but I it's knew never that... won. It's never really won. Nobody has ever but changed we have somebody's to acknowledge, mind by pummeling him into the... But we have to acknowledge that we have a decades-long history of asserting power across the globe, and that, again means accepting facts right people on both sides of both everybody needs to embrace that we've been inserting ourselves in the wrong conflicts and then come up with a fact-based research-based way to exit the conflict you can't take somebody who's been installed this is my opinion by a foreign adversary and expect that they're going to act in the best interest of the united states right so how are we going to then exit that based on Every single thing that he's proposed from a military or foreign policy perspective has been something that Putin has celebrated or advocated for on RT. Yeah, there's definitely a, a there's some really wacky stuff. I mean, the fact that the Republican platform changed that was more Russia friendly when Manafort. Trump became the right when Trump became the candidate, they changed the platform. And it was sanctions-based. Yes, right, right. And it ties into a primary conversation that I'm kind of loath to having. I hate seeing the left divide. And when I say the left is intended to be divided, I don't mean people on the left intend to divide. I think everybody from either side of any debate is well-meaning and really wants the best for their family. Yeah, but the primary, you've got to be divided. You're going to have to I get the per- person. Nobody, you know, I love a robust primary. Yeah. I almost feel like we've lost our privileges to some extent from the 2016 election because we allowed primary divisiveness to cost unity at the final hour. I have a joke that I make that in the Republican Party, you could come up with a candidate and say, my candidate is piece of shit. The primary will happen. Somebody will be voting for piece of food. Somebody will be voting for piece of shit. At the end of that primary, they're all wearing a red hat that says vote for the piece of shit. All 100% of that Republican populace and that caucus is going to show up and vote for the piece of shit. Yeah, they lockstep, right. And I assure you that was just a coincidental... Trump is is helping the Democratic Party be that. We're all, everyone's united on the left. Yes, that ties back into how you said that would end up... Everyone's united to get rid of that guy. Like there's, there's... Yes and no. I thought that until the primary started. I'm watching the same Bernie bros, Hillary, Pantsuit Nation. Right now we have an actual criminal enterprise at the White House. Whether you think Russia's involved or not, right. there is a decades-long history of bank fraud, money laundering, and RICO charges that have been suppressed. Besides the fact that he's ripped off all kinds of contractors right. and regular Joes and everything else. Trump, you. Yeah, Military but- families lost their life savings over a fake university, university. degree. Correct, right. All those things happened. It's not to... to as revenge from an election. These happen, These things happened before people like me even knew he would ever really think about running. Right. I'm pontificating, Bill. I well, digress. In, the, in those situations, that, that's another one that, that's always out there. 
I and you also, and most of the people that I know on the left, nobody's upset that Hillary didn't win. No one, nobody is still stewing about that. Oh, I know. No, no. We never, as people that embraced Bernie in the primary, we were so angry that the DNC shoved her down our throats yep. that we just had to do what we felt was in the best interest of the country and unite and vote. Everybody that I know, well, except for one guy, Eric, that I don't know what he did. And I thought he, I thought he just voted whatever he did. And we, we, we all live in Illinois, so it doesn't matter anyway. But we all held our nose and voted for Hillary. I'm not certain that Eric did that because we but, had that no, no, conversation no, 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 no. I don't, right up I to I don't the know if he did or didn't. It's, it's irrelevant, really. Hillary walked away with But Illinois it's relevant anyway. in that the person you're referring to is highly intelligent and is informed. And if you could take highly intelligent, informed people and manufacture the social media and the information to the point that they might stay home, it's dangerous. Well, yeah, but not on a mess. Like I don't, I don't think there's enough of those. Like there's not enough. The if, amount of people if, if that all stayed those people home showed up. I don't think if you look at the numbers. The oh, numbers they can't not the rest, blame Hillary for not going to Michigan. I mean, right, right. But I'm just saying, but if you look at the numbers, the the guy won by like seventy seven thousand votes all placed in exactly the right spots. He won by those votes in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, the the Rust Belt areas. And you know how that happened? Because they gave, this is just me reading court documents, not watching it on cable TV. If you read the Manafort transcripts, you'll see that Russian oligarchs, at this point he was representing Ukraine, were sold inside campaign information meaning those internal polling numbers. Those are the most coveted things. Now, yeah. anybody that's worked on so a campaign knew knows that is the holy media. grail of the right. campaign. They you knew never share. Social media they knew exactly where to target those votes. Yes, sure. They There's a reason that the numbers were skewed very specifically, and it's because somebody, not the United States government, but somebody else benefited from knowing that information and targeting through psyops and social media a way to manufacture outrage. I know, but Hillary couldn't have ran a more pompous, uh, ready for Hillary, and like, you know. Oh, it was a party machine. It was product. It was was as commercial and insulting. I'm ready. I'm here. It's mine. It's my turn. Right. It's my turn. Nobody wanted that. Nobody wanted another Clinton. Nobody, I mean, to to put that woman in that position being the most hated, there were more people that I talk to now even that said, when you when you get into a regular discussion with a person that voted for Trump, the end of the conversation always is, well, what was I going to do, vote for Hillary? And I hear that point. Um, do I think she would have been more competent and would have at least, here's could some things that, that would have happened. Could they have that same argument if Sanders would have been the candidate? No. Because no. if, you, if you say it at the end, you could, yeah, you could have voted for the better guy. And the same thing could be said with Sanders is couldn't I'm where I'm going with this. The thing that would have happened and that we are not mourning enough as a nation is decency. So we've always had policy disagreements, ideal sure. ideological disagreements and right. debates. But we've always expected leaders to have some set of decorum, some set of integrity. When Hillary, somebody like Hillary loses, who is a party machine. Everything about that was a disaster. But what she would have given us would have been that decency and decorum and our standing on the global scale. Yeah, no, no doubt. So the people that disavow her with vengeance, and I, I hear you, I do think that is a big part of the debate. 
they feel anything but Hillary. Right. No matter what. I mean, no matter if the man no, literally took right. Russian money, right. if he's right. a criminal. He could have shot someone on Fifth Avenue. Literally could. Right. All of that. The difference is those people that said they were fighting for their principles and what they wanted and make America great and their children are embracing a draft dodger attacking a war hero and making his widow cry. See, that's why I love him so much. He hits all the bases. He is the spoiled, rotten, rich kid. He's a terrible businessman. He is not a, you know, he's a, the fake Christian. Like everything, the Christian thing is too easy. Uh, to make the masses think I'm a good person, I just pick up a Bible and walk with it. Like it's the easiest cloak to put on. I didn't get my autograph copy. I don't right. Know. I'm just saying it's 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 so easy to just claim you don't actually have to do good deeds or be a good person all you gotta do is say uh, me in the bible and he didn't he got up there and didn't know jack squat about the bible and still no. got away with it and because it ties back into something that'll be touched upon at all times he has a platform that will sell him as this person information is power when people on either side of the aisle conglomerate known information, they have the power. So you're able to take a serial philanderer fraudster that had credible allegations of raping a 13-year-old in a Jeffrey Epstein party, which that topic, yeah. as a side topic, should unite. This is the Studio 54 thing or whatever no, it was? No, Jeffrey or? Epstein is the pedophile that... Oh, yeah, 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 the one in Florida that... Right now, our Secretary of Finance right, is the guy that covered right. up for that. Um, Alan Dershowitz, Dershowitz that represented OJ. Right. He was lead counsel or a co-counsel. I'm not a facts matter. I'm. It could be yeah, corrected, right, but no, he right. was counsel yeah. for Jeffrey Epstein. It ties into what we could talk about that would unite us. Wasn't he the state's attorney down there? Or, or, Acosta was the lawyer Acosta, that helped right, right, the victims. Right. Everything about this happened in an illegal, unconstitutional fashion. And it's actually been the fourth estate. Information is power, the Miami Herald that has been exposing what's happening and got this reopened. These victims have been silenced. Bill Clinton and Donald Trump, selling himself as a Christian because information lets him, sure. went to these parties. They were basically called pedo parties, whether it was the island or whether it was the plane. And then you have people on both sides of the aisle choosing their hero and thinking they are the, you know, the virtue person, their virtue signaling. Right. Meanwhile, all of those men in power are trying to silence this case. So it should unite us. We have the Clinton family and the Trump family well, that's what I feel like. I feel like fighting two, in the background. Two sides of a scale, and they both have grains of sand on them. And sooner or later, when the sand keeps, this whole thing's going to just go. Like Trump is the catalyst. He's hitting everything. I mean, my God, pedophile. The, he backed the Moore guy in Alabama, like openly. Said, this is a guy that's banned from the mall, and you wanted him to be one of 100 senators in the country. But the base like, doesn't believe it because they are being given information by Bill Shine, who... But you, like we talked about earlier, you don't need the base to believe it. You just need a couple of those grains of sand to fall off, and the whole thing is starting to... Oh, I hear you, and I'm fundamentally processing what you're saying. I'm saying that we know this, but they're being sold a completely different propaganda Absolutely. The narrative. base doesn't matter. The base on both sides doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The guy who is constantly share, 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 share on either side... 
they're in that it doesn't matter they don't but their vote doesn't matter you're going to vote that way no matter what happens you're going to vote that way that's fine do that because nobody could get through to the share 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 button guy yeah. on social media on either side it's the it's the grains of sand that fall off of there that aren't that guy that lean over there are all kinds of people that don't ever chime in on a social media thread but I run into them and they read the yes. 250 comments that are on there. And when they start seeing stuff like people posting things like, see, this guy was banned from the mall. And so, those are the people that fall off and go the other way and vote that the way. Independent, silent the independent, silent lurker. Yeah, the indif- they right, exist. Right, right, right. So all you need is, and then look at the way, uh, the, the, the future, I believe, is super bright for the left. I mean, and I don't believe this because I'm, you know. If we survive this dark chapter. Right, but if you look at it, the Electoral College is the only thing that's keeping the Republican Party afloat. That and gerrymandering and everything Suppression. Else. Suppression. Dark but money. these things, all you need is the Electoral College thing sooner or later is going to become so unbalanced that you can't get that 77,000 votes in the right spot to make oh, that happen. The demographics then, are working against Right, but them. even in the midterm, we took over so many governorships, the gerrymandering starts to shed off of that side too. Everything starts to shift this way. 20 years from now, unless the Republican Party changes their platform completely, I don't know how the demographics work out for them. Well, that's why Some of it the Koch brothers were dissenting on immigration. Yes. And the only time you see pushback on Fox isn't because any one of those anchors woke up with a conscience, especially in the opinion shows. Those people woke up with directives. The Koch brothers, the Federalists, the Heritage Foundation, they dictate what is consumed, what information is shared with the people they need hearing it. They've decided that gerrymandering and suppression isn't gonna get them there soon. So they're gonna actually have to cave on certain topics, immigration being one of them. Right. They realize the demographics aren't sustainable, so they actually pushed back on this wall thing. There was a reason that people that watch Fox were seeing some pushback. Well, yeah, I, well, I, I'll tune in to, to Fox in the afternoon at times. Just if something's going on, I'm not a I, sadist, right? Well, I won't tune into Hannity or any of that stuff. But if there's a like the New Zealand shooting and stuff like that's on, I want to know what is being said over there, how they're covering it, or if they're covering it at all. Because when 51 people get shot, and then 10 days later, they they're actually changing gun laws in that country. Yes. It can be done leadership right i always wondered why you would watch fox when you would tell me this in various conversations and i found myself starting to see what are they covering just to get a sense of why when i'm out in the regular world people are still embracing just a lack of decorum this things that people that i would not expect to be okay with a man attacking a war hero Mm -hmm. and wearing his shirt and I, when I tune in there, I realize they're not being shown. So what you would say, I'm going to turn on to see, they're not even covering some no, of the no, things no, right. we're well, discussing. And I would tune in. I don't anymore because I've come out of the, the, the once, I think once the, the, it was exposed that the total objective of Russian interference was to make us argue, then I drew back. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to fall right into that. That's uh, I'm not going to fall into that. I'm going to, you know, back away from that. So, but when I used to like look for arguments to get into myself, just as like recreation, just fun to engage with people and and, like, you know, just goof around. I never left it pissed off at anyone, none of that. But if I could listen to Rush Limbaugh all afternoon that afternoon, 
I know exactly what that guy is going to say because he listened to Rush Limbaugh too. And what I would do was listen to Rush Limbaugh all day, go find the hot button topic he was talking about that day, fact check it, find all the bullshit, and then then post something just waiting for the mice because they're going to come. Cause they well, and it's, to all, it all day long. it's all hand-fed propaganda talking points that are then just reiterated without any fact-checking, without right. any real dialogue. A Republican commenter on Jack Metcher, we went to high school with him, he has um, on his Facebook wall, somebody in the Republican Party put something up that made me have a moment of self-reflection. All of us on both sides of the aisle have become addicted to rage. In the sure. era of Trump, we're all angry, we're all scared, and we all are looking to be angry. I'm, I'm, I'm an oddball. I know I am, but I, I'm not angry. I almost, I almost sometimes go like Trump is not being Trump enough. Like, come on, do. I some think the stuff. McCain thing might have sold it for you a little bit this week. I, I still did. I, Draft I don't dodger get, attacks. Yeah, no, no, no. Right. I don't get angry about hero. that. I do more. Keep doing that. The more you do that, they're, they're you the may not personally be getting angry, but I no, think what I, can't, it, I don't get angry is I can't control anyway, so I don't don't get angry. What this commenter on his wall, and this is a Republican friend of his, and they have a very polite dialogue. It's kind of the example of how you restore dialogue. Yeah. This comment, this commenter was trying to say, you may present a good argument here, but the fact that you're online arguing with me means you are validating my point to a degree right and that's where the self-reflection and that's where i found myself pulling away from those debates sure. what why am i doing it why am i on there fighting yep. with these people i'm not going to sway i could go out knock doors meet people and host events and reach the independence sure, sure well i still think that you if you make a cogent argument and you stay away from libertard or what i, I don't even there aren't as many for, like, I don't know the insult names that, that, that the left would use. Uh, there's no Republic heart. heart. I, I don't know, but, like... Because calling somebody the R word is not really... Yeah, it's not, not, not cool anyway, but... Acceptable. Right. So, but we, we don't do that as much on that on this side as far as what I can tell, because that's not what I do. I'll pick on somebody for, like... You know, if I if I write something and then they just come out of left field with uh, Obama this or Hillary that, like that. What about is stay? Yeah, what what about stay on point? All this other stuff, and I'll like try and dismantle them on the social media thing without getting shitty, because I believe that people read this stuff that are the independents that don't want to. They don't have a side. They're not chiming in. Are they still reading it though? I could see we're in 2016. I I feel like 2016. I think that social media had the value. Anybody involved in the Bernie campaign or any campaign was being advised to spend a solid hour a day. Probably got elected on. Yeah, he used it very well. With cogent, concise, well balanced debate. The people are so divided right now that I don't know that it has the value anymore. No, right. So I don't, I feel like time's better served out there electing good people, sure. changing local races. The one thing Trump did do was get everyone engaged on a civic level. Sure. I don't think people thought they lived in a world where, where gold star families were going to be attacked and that we would See, be okay with I it. I think that, right. I, I'm not okay with it at all. 
but I'm okay with him doing it. So I don't know if that makes any sense. But you like the exposure of the hypocrisy. Yes. You've well, been like, for a decade like being told that these people... would look at that yeah. and go, oh, shit, that's pretty fucking rough. Well, and our background is a decade of people telling us they were the people that cared about the military, cared right. about the veterans, cared about family values, and then when push came to shove, sold out every single deeply purported sure, principle. Sure, sure, And the 30% thinks if they back Trump's play on that, that it's going to make it okay. It only makes it okay with the 30%. It, like, I, and everything's I a, okay with that. I made a comment a little while back that I was going to grab every obscene terrible shitty thing that my right-wing friends post on Facebook and start sharing that because I thought that worked just as productive as posting facts because I think people see this stuff and go holy cow really just but I think we're becoming numb to the lack of decency sure. when you have a sitting it, but... president that has a Twitter account that and you and I think we discussed we've both been pretty tuned out I was getting push notifications for his tweets for the longest time. But, I mean, we've both been not dialed into the way we used to be. Just almost as a sanity breather, nothing is changing. No matter how much hard-hitting evidence happens, we wake up with the same absolute shit show that we started with yesterday. Sure, sure. You can watch Rachel for eight hours, and you're still not going to see. You're not going to wake up with any meaningful change. We talked about this before, and I don't watch any of Rachel either because, like I said... Every single night for the longest time it was, we got him, we got him. We, and I'm like, and that's exactly the Geraldo's point. revolt or, you know, Capone's vault constantly with that stuff. You got nothing. You got I will nothing. say, I would think a reality show exposing the AMI vault, which is the vault that. I know that one. Geraldo could host that and we could fund, David, David we could Packer's fix vault. the deficit inside one, one episode if Geraldo opens up the AMI vault. Well, they also say that they could probably get big ratings if they could just post a on ESPN make it a make it a pay-per-view event of him actually golfing because I doubt he's any good at golfing well you'd have to hear him he's the best he's the best ever right, he has right. trophies in there that right. he didn't win but what I meant earlier is that the numbness that we're feeling to the lack of decency we always had differences but there were certain things that were just mores and norms that were untouchable Attacking a decorated war hero okay. was yeah, a nonpartisan rebuke. Right. We had a sitting president attacking a dead war hero. And this is, again, a man that is a serial draft dodger right. that called Studio 54 his Vietnam yeah, right, and has the audacity to do this. And his base is attacking the widow when she is pleading with people right. to stop attacking her dead war hero sure. husband. sure. Social media has almost made us numb to the erosion of those norms. So, okay, so our conclusion would be that we all, the only way to to get some civility is to really, really try and get a baseline of facts. Yes. Let's try and work from a baseline of facts. That That's all I got for that. Um, other solutions that I think benefit the country, let's, like, not solutions. I think Trump is the solution to for the left. I, I really do. Um, You've been being proven right, right quite a bit lately. Right. Just be, be you, man. Uh, but other solutions that I think are great for the country is publicly funded elections. Um, I mean, if you want to say get rid of Citizens United and it's on the way to – getting rid of Citizens United is one thing that would be helpful, but it's not the end game. The end game would be 
publicly funded elections. Make it that there is no formal bribery. It's one aspect. It's right. one prong. Right. And then um, other things. That, that Information control. When you have the Adelsons buying new Nevada papers. No, you can't have. You're we not have saying to, to fight have back. It. You're saying not have information. We're control. saying that we have to fight back on the purchasing and assault of the fourth estate. Sure. The fourth estate was never intended to be an arm of the government. No, no. It right. was precisely what we were founded to not be. Right, right, right. There should be some news organization out there that is just the fact-checking situation where you triple fact-check, and if it's a fact... Then it's out there in the you know in the it, nowadays things are so we're so connected with all the streaming apps and everything else like that. Our elections could be boiled down to six months of of election, and there's a you know streaming channel for the candidates, and you can go on there and find their platforms and stuff like that. We do not need to do two years of Mm-mm. an election and billions of dollars put into it now there's a lot of jobs created with that situation for all the speech writers and the and mm-hmm. analysts and everything else but that money could be spent on things to be more productive in the country for sure um but so yeah so the biggest thing i have is publicly funded elections um that would move people move the government back into being for the people not for the corporations all right my thing would be the thing that we could do is to get engaged on a civic level, go talk to the people in your community. Having knocked doors and worked on campaigns or been a participant in volunteering for charities, you find that politics doesn't really come up that often. Even when you're out there knocking doors, you're really just encouraging people to vote. And you're gonna encourage people to vote even if they vote in a manner different than yours. Engaging on a civic level can change things. And then fighting against any attack on the fourth estate. I cannot, I know I sound like a broken record, but I cannot reiterate the importance of the fourth estate. The free press, right, right. And the fact that the only way we're going to get to that common dialogue where you're at the bar with the Republican friend and you have that shared dialogue is if there is a trusted journalist that has journalistic integrity standards. So if you purport yourself to be a journalist, you have to adhere, like Shep Smith on Fox News. He's the actual journalism segment. Yeah, and they, they don't like him. But here's the problem with that. He's the one that actually has to report facts or redact them. So if you don't like him, it's actually kind of irrelevant mm-hmm. because what he's doing is adhering to journalistic standards. Right. So if we can restore journalistic standards and fight for the fourth estate, we now have a functioning strong press that is the basis of fact. Yeah, how do you get around the... Because, I mean, the the press is... The, the press is the animal that it is because of ratings. I mean, right. it's Fox all News is what it is because they know most people that are watching daytime news are 69 years old, sitting in a home somewhere. They're, they, have, they have all day to look at the TV. That's their clickbait. That's, you know what I mean? And then that's the other thing with the internet now. More people are getting their news off the internet. It's all clickbait. It's as long as the headline says something outrageous. Well, it's all profit driven. CNN has people on there fighting, and it's the Jerry Springer of the left. What I'm saying is, whether it's Fox, whatever their demographic is, if you have the fairness doctrine, if you reinstate that, and what you report as news has to be credentialed news, you eliminate a lot of the fake news claim so when we have a dialogue with somebody they can't assert fake news because if you heard it on a journalism build show right, right, right it is in fact 
adhering to the standards of journalism. Sure. We can't restore sure. truth and fact without demanding that there's a set of standards for the people that give us that information. Right, and I mean, what you're, you're saying there's like some sort of punishment. If you're somebody who's supposed to adhere to those standards yes. and you don't, you're off, you're gone, it's it's finished. If you're a journalist and you are out there reporting false stories, you will lose your credentials. Right. The right. Fairness Doctrine basically let you bill yourself as news if you're an opinion show. That's how we ended up with the Hannity's and the Ingrahams and even, what's the guy, Andrew, what's the guy on the CNN? I don't watch CNN, I boycotted them. But he's always having Kellyanne Conway on and they're sparring and it feels like a Jerry Springer show. The Anderson Cooper guy. Is that him? I don't know. I don't know. I don't watch any of that. I don't. No, none of that that's transpiring is journalism. That is all ratings-based drivel that denigrates the dialogue. But they have to bill it that way. CNN does adhere to a different standard. Even if I don't like them, they have to admit when they're having an opinion segment or when they're having a news segment. When you have a Sean Hannity saying, I'm here to deliver the news, and he's not held by FCC standards, how do we restore facts? Right, 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 right. right. So again, to reiterate, we have to get truth in media and reporting back to even restore dialogue. Right, right. No, that's, that, that is the biggest problem with it all is that everybody's in their echo chamber listening to their thing and if you're told it long enough and you want to believe it to begin with then you're pretty much going to believe it and that's going to be the gospel well and tribalism is contagious as somebody that's right i don't think there's any way a solution that that gets rid of the two-party system in this country that's a whole other conversation and as somebody who would views myself as an independent i wish it was feasible it's likely not not right i don't think it I, is I, I i don't adhere to either party at all in fact like i said i get into it i, I get people that are democrats that are really upset with me when i me say too. anything about anything like that and they're upset because they feel like i was a voice of their side now I'm, you know now, now i'm a bad 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 person but if you're wrong you're wrong Bill Clinton and Epstein. I have many people on the left right. that are furious with me for saying, sure. I didn't care when he had consensual sex. What I care about is if he's with a minor at an Epstein party, he's got to go. Right. If anybody on the left took Russian money and Mueller gets them, bye. Don't care what party you are from. As progressives, you and I are hated. We're, we're in a circular sphere of hate. Because our own party hates us, the party machine hates us, the right, right. because we're now, saying things you, nobody wants to hear. Because I'm only a progressive because I feel like by progressive, you know, policies mm-hmm. changes the situation. Like, I mean, I, and there were some progressive things that I couldn't even, I felt like, oh, man, I'm getting old. But universal basic income, I looked at that and I was like, whew, that might be a bridge too far. Like, that's a bit crazy. But then I started listening to some of the problems that we're going to run into, and then realizing that places like Alaska already have that. They call it a dividend, but it's the same thing. Those people that are citizens of Alaska are getting money for living in Alaska. You're get like a... That's interesting. Like Indian, I haven't researched the, 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 right. the minimum income or any of that aspect of it. I think instead of progressive, maybe... I don't know that progressive would even be the correct word for what we are <laughs> i want to yeah, say I, don't know. I just want to look at i just want to look at things that look like solutions to me because i don't think that publicly funded elections should be a progressive thing i think it will progress us as a country but i don't think it should be like a left or right issue i think that's an all the way around issue i think what we are is grassroots people and 
grassroots people should fit in any tent. It doesn't matter what party you're in. If you are a hit the pavement, grassroots, listen to the people, voice of the people, voice of the taxpayers, fight against corruption, and you are a grassroots. I don't want to fall too much into a populist, populist either, though, because I want... But how really, is grassroots populism? Grassroots no, 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 itself listen, is a movement. Just listening to the people, I want things that work. I want, I want solutions that I can look at and say, you know, I come from my economic uh, position because I take care of ecosystems like this and like the lake out there and stuff like that. Now, if I have an ecosystem like this and all I do is keep putting these big, big predators in there, sooner or later the whole ecosystem crashes because there's nothing for it to eat. If I'm, I look at the government as the shepherd to a jungle and if all I do is keep putting lions in the jungle, well, all the rabbits are going to be gone. Sooner or later the lions are going to eat each other and then there's going to be nothing to eat and all the lions die. The whole thing can't sustain itself. But if I have a jungle with five lions in it and I just keep feeding the bottom, I keep putting great grass and rabbits and small things at the bottom in there, well, there's going to be some really healthy lions. There's going to be a healthy population of rabbits. Everything's going to coexist just fine. In fact, at some point, I could probably walk away and take my hands off of it. But if all I do is help the big corporations make more money, not pay any taxes, get away with everything, and I make this system that makes it impossible for wealthy people to become not wealthy people, and poor people can't become wealthy people, that system crashes. Then it needs, I think that that's what the government likes to do because then they're needed. I'm hearing all of it, and I agree with your ecosystem analogy. I think it makes sense. Where I think that grassroots is the key word is it is going and maybe sitting here and sitting here and saying, well, what do you think, and why do you think it, and what are your life experiences? And both parties have tents that are pushing out grassroots dialogue. They want corporatocracy dialogue. They want the oligarch dialogue. And they don't really want us sitting here talking and having that. So whether you're a Republican, a Democrat, or an independent, the grassroots movement is that conversation about the ecosystem. That's you bringing your life experiences or your love of fishing, or that's probably a northern pike, and that's a childhood dialogue another day. Right. That grassroots dialogue comes from the people. That's the movement. Sure. It ties back into that. And I would invite anyone that is, they feel that they're on the other side. They, they feel like they listen to me talk or Laura talk tonight and they're just like, oh, completely upset with it. If you have solutions, come sit down. Let's talk about those solutions. Because I believe if if we're coming from the same economic background that and the solutions are solutions that work, they work for the middle class, chances are I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go. If someone had a solution that somehow took the tax burden off of the middle class and put it where places like Verizon and GE and Bezos with Amazon, those and Walmart were started to pay their fair share for encompassing everything they're using. Like I said, the trucks and everything that they're doing. If anything, those people should be paying more taxes a, a bigger percentage because you're using the you have a workforce of a hundred thousand people that are all educated by the public school it is in your best interest to make sure we have a strong public school system the more idiots that come out of the public school system that aren't educated that you hire the worse it is for your business well they're not going to educate people to the point of being smart enough to vote them out But if you could go back in history and tell the serfs that one day there would be a newly formed democratic republic, 
where the serfs fought for the kings and went on this device called social media and fought the battles of the kings and the wealthy yeah, right, and the royalty right. while they were indentured servants trying to pay bills yep. and turned on each other in their defense of the king, nobody would have believed it. A dystopian novel could not have created our current reality. There's too many angles that they come at this thing. They come at it with fear of the other. So like, you know, Fox News tells you all day long that the Mexicans mm-hmm. that are coming are coming for your, they're going to cut your heads off and all this other, which is, is mostly nonsense. The, those people are mostly coming over the border. The people walking across the border are walking over for jobs. They're walking over because they're coming from an area where there aren't the jobs. Refugees. Right, ref, right. All that other stuff is happening. So those people are, they're migrating out of a bad situation looking for a better situation. If we had any economic sense about us at all we would open our arms to the people that are coming here for the good because when you come here for jobs you're coming here to make money to spend money to to be part of something that you left the other thing i don't think some people can understand that you would go to a you would pack up your family leave everything you know all the people you know the language that you know it's so bad where i'm at that i'm going to do all that to take part in this other thing that sounds like a way better situation. When I, when I coach, when I coach kids that are uh, first generation from Mexico in here, they're more patriotic than the kids that are third, fourth, fifth generation Americans in this country. Because they, they actually saw something and said, well, I gotta get over there because that's the thing. So and then value it when you get it. But Fox News comes at it with fear of the other, fear of terrorism, fear all this thing to make you immediately hate that other side to begin with. And that's the control of information. If people that came here seeking respite were just greeted with the principles on the Statue of Liberty, we wouldn't even be having this debate. Right, right. No, 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 for sure. So the, the, we got to cut through the clutter of the way that Fox News comes at it. You know what I mean? The whole, like... Or install the fair... Or reinstate the fairness doctrine. No, Fox News should exist. It's a it's a business. People on the left get furious. Sure. I think that they are entitled as a First Amendment right to exist. Yep. But let's reinstate the fairness doctrine. It's ironic. Now, Reagan didn't do it himself, but he was at the helm when these changes happened, that somebody who spent his whole life fighting the KGB will have actually been the disinformation source to let the KGB defeat the United States of America. Right, right, right. It's right. an irony. They can exist, but they have to adhere to journalism standards of integrity if they want to build themselves as journalists. Right, right, right. No, I, I, th- th- that all boils back down to having a baseline of what's fact and what's fiction because that will help solve the problems. And I... My main goal in anything when I have a political conversation is I would like to see people like myself that come from a middle class upbringing that they can rise up, that they can live a life where I don't believe a guy should live his whole life for a job that he's at as a slave like that either. I think that you should have all kinds of things that you do for yourself outside that job and everything else. And the middle class is getting squeezed harder and harder and harder where they can't. So I just want solutions that make the middle class a stronger middle class. A byproduct of that is going to be 
that the rich people are going to keep getting richer. And I'm fine with that. Like, if you own Well, Walmart, the wealth is distributed so unfairly right now. And because we skipped the bourbon segment, because I drove, I won't give you my Roman Empire pontification about the elimination of the middle class. It's a two-hour doozy that I'll spare you. Good, good. Some other time. <laughs> but the fact remains that the middle class can only be squeezed so much mm-hmm. before there is some pushback. And I think you and I both want to see a thriving middle class. And sure. we have such disproportionate wealth and the people controlling the information have us have the people that are being harmed by policy turned and facing each other and fighting each other and then laughing all the way to the bank. Right. And we all really want a world that is better and a world that's good for our children. We have so much in common. No, we do. That is the, that's the major thing is that we, if you're, if you're a super right winger, and you're super left winger, you and you come from the same background. You have so much. You have a reason to try and cut through the bullshit to try and get to a solution. Um, what's going? I think it was good talk. We were, we were like two hours. Oh wow, twenty minutes. <laughs>